Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck. Two gentlemen, how are we feeling? Great, man. Glad to be back in the studio. I, got, I missed you guys last week. Yeah, it was different having you on remote. Uh, I'm just happy you were you had, you had more of a well lit room than Chipper usually chimes in with for <laughs> Steel City because it looks like he's in a cave. I made sure I called ahead and got the good lighting room, so I had a good facial front end of the light and the beer, the rear end lighting, so it was perfect. Kyle is always concerned about the rear end lighting and the facials too, by the way. All right, let's get right into it. We got a lot to talk about. I feel like we always run late because there's so much shit we try to fill into one episode. We almost it's it's funny because when we first started doing the show, we were doing an hour and a half. And we were kind of like, man, how the hell are we going to fill an hour and a half? Now, next thing you know, we're doing two hours. And I, I have the feeling of how are we going to fill two hours? And then when it hits nine o'clock, I'm we, going, shit, we have to throw some things out because we overdid it. We could keep going. I think the longest show we've ever had was like almost close to two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes, I think. Yeah. And I truly feel like we could have, we could go like we could do a four hour yeah, show. We easily. Just, just bullshit back. And I'm, forth not, I'm not saying we want that, Dave. So calm yeah. down. I don't yeah. need him chiming in with <laughs> your next contract. I'm going to put four hour up, uh, four hour shows. Uh, we'll think about it. But let's get right into it. We're going to start first and foremost with, uh, you know, a playoff series that just ended last night. The Cleveland Guardians, as you guys saw, I made a TikTok video. I am Fixed. officially a TikToker. Fixed. Um, there were some interesting things that happened behind the scenes of this Guardians Yankees series. Um, By the way, hi Dale, and you're a new person. I haven't seen you before. Welcome. Oh, hey, Barberton, Ohio. What's up, Dale? Thank you for uh, tuning in. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the Guardians really quick. Uh, obviously, they lost yesterday, as you guys all know. But there were a lot of things behind the scenes that have come to light that kind of put a little interesting twist on it. I am not a big conspiracy person. As you guys know, we do welcome conspiracies on the show. We've had Grape. We have Conspiracy Carl. We are more than willing to talk about conspiracies. But the problem with that is I'm not a believer. However, it's fishy, man. There are know. some very fishy incidents that have happened with this Guardian series. I don't know how many of them you know. Uh, or have heard the rumors of, but so I've heard a couple. I mean, obviously the rain delay thing was interesting. The hotel room was another one, and the one I didn't know about was the one you brought to light yesterday when when you made the TikTok was the uh, um, the ticket thing. But that's the only three that I know of so far. What Which else? I think are pretty three or three pretty big deals. Like sure, it the the rain delay that 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 takes me back to 2016 World Series against the Cubs. There was hey, a rain delay. Indians slash Guardians and rain delays. We go and hand it, in hand. It fucked the guard. Then the Indians. It fucked them over completely. They lost the game. Everyone thinks that the rain delay is what, what did them in. And then you go to this Yankee series. They they delay the game to the next day. Guardians try to go back to their hotel. The hotel says, "Sorry, we're full. We don't have any room." And they go. I guess they went. They tried to contact a bunch of different hotels, and all the hotels said, "We don't have enough space for everybody." So next thing you know. The Guardians, it turns out, they have to split the team up and stay at separate hotels because New York is being less than accommodating. Right. Which, you know, uh, a, a Tuesday night or Monday night in New York, are hotels that busy? It's a happening city, man. I mean, of course, everyone wants to be in New York City. I suppose. I mean, I've gone there for the NFL draft, and I've never had a problem getting a hotel room, and I feel like that's a much more busy weekend for New York than the Guardians Yankees in the playoff series. If I had to guess, I would assume the people staying in the hotels at night were people probably coming in for the game and having a place to stay that night. They were assuming the Indians Guardians would be out of there because after they won, lost the game, they're going back to Cleveland. Right. But still an interesting thing. It's weird that, that they didn't uh, first off, who is the, the traveling person in charge of everything for the guardians sure like, how did you not have this plan you didn't have a plan b you should have booked two nights just to be safe there was not a contingency plan of what if we have to stay right um but then again it also goes down to 
maybe that's protocol. You book your one night because you're expecting to get out of there. You have mm-hmm. a travel day. You have to set all that up because that's another thing too is it's not only just going, well, we have to find another Motel 6 for the night. It's you have to get proper accommodations for everybody on the team. You have to also coordinate with your your team planes. I'm assuming yep. there's one or two planes to make sure everybody can get to the next city if, if you advance. So there's a lot that goes into it than just booking a hotel. Well, plus you also you have to like set up security. Usually they black off entire rooms or you two have to rooms get, to uh, ensure no one goes in and goes escorts out. Yep. to get uh, the, the team to the hotels. So there's a lot that goes into it. So I saw a lot of people complaining about that. And they were saying basically it's the Guardian's fault for not planning ahead. And it's like, that's a lot of shit to, to plan in just in case when it, you're not expecting that at all. Like you're, as we said, you need police escorts. You need security. You need to make sure everybody can get to the hotels. You need to make sure the plane's going to be okay. Like it's a lot. It's a lot more than just like I said. It's not a family on a vacation. That's right. just hey, it's two in the two in the morning. Let's let's find a motel six here off the side of the road. It's also it's also shitty too that whole entire that night just watching the amount of people who were actually at Yankee Stadium saying it's not raining yet. Right. Like, it's not even raining. Like I guess the rain didn't start coming in till around what I think nine o'clock ish or something around that time where like they saw that big rain cloud come in and it rained pretty heavy at that point. Which but they, they could have got most of the game in at that point. They said they could have started at like nine thirty, nine forty five probably yeah. and been okay. Yeah. And I think that would have been fine for, for East Coast teams. I think a nine thirty start is not that egregious. Right. Because you figure the World Series are gonna be most championship series games, NBA, MLB, start eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock. It's just insane the 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 moving the game one day, how much it changed the dynamic of what the Yankees had available to them and then what the Guardians could have available to them. Right. Like we were already healthy going like rested going into that game. Right. Our bullpen was good to go. Their bullpen wasn't. We were also pitching or hitting against a pitcher that we probably could have hit pretty well. And then that extra day gave them Cortez back on the menu. Yeah, it changed everything, honestly. It's, it's insane that, that one the day stuck to their script. Uh, whether we played Monday or Tuesday, Aaron Savali was getting the start, whether anybody out there likes it or not. Unfortunately, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, but which is funny because I'm guessing most of the people that didn't like the call um, hate Stefanski, who follows analytics. <laughs> well, I didn't. I don't like hate Stefanski. Well, I just US didn't like Savali. I saw other people that, oh, were, yeah. that were like questioning Tito big time, and it's like, okay, so if you wanted Tito to not go with Savali you would have to look at the analytics and you have to see that Aaron Savali obviously struggles against the Yankees. Right. That's analytically thinking, analytically driven. Tito is an old school guy. He did not do that. Sure. So I wonder how, where those people stand that are pissed at Tito. Where do they stand with Stefanski who follows analytics? Cause that's basically following what they would have done for the guardian. Sure. So on one hand, they, they probably like analytics. And again, I'm lumping people in. I'm assuming people right. that bitch about Tito are going to be the same people bitching about Kevin Stefanski because that's what Brown, that's what Cleveland fans do. See what I don't know who to get mad at. So they just get mad at the the managers and the the coaches. If I was Tito and I was, I'm not Tito, obviously I'm not a, I'm not a manager on a baseball team. Um, I would have pitched Bieber one inning, maybe two, and then bullpen the rest of the game because our bullpen can shut them down. It's proven they did. I mean, they slowed them down in that game, Um, but that's what I would have done. I would have got him out there and got a wholeheartedly disagree. Okay. Go ahead. uh, Bieber. If you pitch him one or two innings yesterday, he's then done for the, the Houston series. If you win, until at least Friday. And that's hoping, or Saturday, I'm sorry, hoping you can get him to play on Saturday on very short rest. That's fine. You got to make it to that championship game first. And your whole and goal is getting was kind of thinking about was if we can get through with this bullpen game, which I think would have been a lot better on Tuesday or, yeah. or Monday, I'm sorry. If we can get through that, we have Shane Bieber fully rested, ready to go. Game one, let's go. Sometimes you got to roll the dice, man. You got to gamble. Yeah, but then if if you did that and we let's just say hypothetically you pitch Shane Bieber for two innings, you beat the Yankees, you go to the Astros the next day, it's Tristan McKenzie, we get shelled. Then the next day it's Cal Quantrill, we get shelled. 
Then you get pitch Bieber and everyone's like, what the fuck? Bieber didn't even get to pitch till game three. We're already down to nothing. And nobody's going to be happy. So it was a lose-lose for Tito. He did the smart thing by saving Shane Bieber's health, for saving Shane Bieber for a potential series against the Astros. I think that was much more important to have Bieber ready for game one against a much better team than the Yankees and the Astros. Poor Savali, though, man. Getting I mean, yanked, that was pathetic. Getting, getting yanked in the first inning like that, giving up what you did. I mean, he he laid that fucking meatball right he over the middle of that play. three runs and got one out. Yeah, one strikeout. That's embarrassing. And it was against Judge. That's the fucked up thing. He struck out Aaron Judge. So you think, okay, he walked the first batter, strikes out Judge. You're going, he's got his control. He's okay. Double play. His, his command is back. Inning. We'll be fine. We only need him for two, three innings most. Just get us through this. And then fucking Stanton, which I, I learned a fun fact today. Giancarlo Stanton batted 125. In the series, two hits, two home runs, two home runs, six RBI, two, two hits, right two, field, three run home runs, stop as it field. <laughs> That's incredible. Two hits in the entire series, and he he led the series in RBI with six. His his like his quick like short hit that he has, it just goes that way. It doesn't go anywhere else. Super super strong swing. I mean, more power to him. Kudos to the Yankees. I mean, they won. It was you know shitty. I think it's funny though that they had to talk all that shit to the Guardians. It just shows you how how much the Guardians got under their skin. Oh, you have this. The, the third highest payroll in baseball. You've got 99 wins. You have the home run king on your roster. Right. And you needed game five to beat the little small ball in Guardians. It's the little train that could, man. I mean, and I think, at the end, I think that baby thing got to him. I think the Naylor yeah, I mean, baby yes thing no. got to him the, a little the, bit. The series was over by the time Naylor did the baby thing. I know, but I mean, something had to get on. I mean, it, they were bothered. You know, the, the amount of shit talking that was taking place, I, I kind of dove deep into the Yankees Reddit thread just looking at some of the responses and comments. <sighs> Yankee fans are very, very, very salty. But the, oh, the yeah. amount of shit they talked is, is amazing that they care that much. Like, we never should have been there. We've no. talked about this all year long that there's, we don't think they're A, going to make it to the playoffs. Okay, they made it to the playoffs. We're not getting out of the first round. Okay, they made it out of the first round. There's no way we're going to take the Yankees anywhere close to five games. We took them five games. We should not have been there. No, not at all. I mean, my, my friends were texting up, me yesterday Dave? and they're asking me, they're like, and Dave, how do you feel about, um, the game tonight before it started? And I'm like, honestly, I don't really like have any feelings. Like, I'm excited for it, but I'm, I don't have any expectations. I'm right. like, I, we shouldn't be in this situation. Yep. So I'm just enjoying it while I can. I was not expecting much. So yesterday's loss sucked, but it wasn't like a heartbreaker because I wasn't like, I didn't have championship aspirations. Yep. When you have championship aspirations, like I've had for the Cavaliers back when LeBron was here, um, you know, for the Browns, even after we went to the playoffs in 2020, you kind of go, shit, here we go. And next thing you know, it it as as soon as he hit that breaks three, your heart. The he, Guardians, I didn't. It, it wasn't a heartbreak. Yeah, as soon as he hit that three run home run, I put on Facebook as a game over, and I got fucking shellac for that. It was only the first inning. No, fuck that. As soon as that home run went out, the entire oh, momentum just. My buddy was over for the game, and as soon as that home run hit, I literally went, "Well, that'll do it." <laughs> I mean, it was that early. I went, "That's it." And we're not scoring that. Let's flip and over I mean, to CW. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. Um, and and I mean, it's just. It's it's a weird situation to be a Guardians fan right now because it's one of those things of like, yeah, you're proud. They made the playoffs. They shouldn't have done it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, when's the next shoe going to drop? I've seen this with Tito. And I love Tito. This isn't a knock on Tito at all. But I mean, how many times did we go to the playoffs? We went to a World Series. This team doesn't. It, we never have a payroll for the most part. Even when we spent a little bit of money on Edwin Encarnacion in 2017, uh, I'd have to look it up. But I don't even know where we ranked payroll-wise then. We were probably still in the bottom third of the end of Major League Baseball. That $20 million, I can't imagine, skyrocketed us up too much. He was the only guy we were paying for. So it's like, when are they finally going to want to take this next step? And I'm hoping that now that they have this minority owner, they're going to try to do something like that. Some extra, some extra we, cash we coming I mean, in. Once, I mean, there were a few guys that didn't show up. Like Jimenez, 
He had a couple hits in the series, but for the most part, he 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 sucked. Ahmad Ahmed Rosario, same thing. Yeah. He he sucked in the series. I mean, you saw that bunt attempt yesterday. That was fucking embarrassing. Game five of a uh, winner go home game, and Ahmed Rosario tries to bunt, which Tito after the game said we did not call that. He went rogue. <laughs> he did his own thing. He Tito tried to back. Bunt. Tito backing that bus up over him. He popped it up in the fucking air, and I think that was his. His last good, his last moment for the Guardians, really, because I don't think they're going to bring Rosario back. So I, I was thinking about this a little bit today, is you know, just trying to think going into what next year needs to happen, and we don't spend too much time on it. But just my quick thoughts: Yes, spend some money, go get a middle of their lineup bat that we need, something they can hit. We need a power batter. Yes, I mean, someone they can hit power. That's the number one thing. Maybe one, maybe <clears throat> one long reliever in, in the bullpen, possibly. Maybe another, like a third pitcher or whatever. Um, and I think we might be okay going next year. I, I, I think. Tito knows how to manage, puts lipstick on a pig basically, and makes it look good and does well. If you just give him a bat and another pitcher, I think he can still manage his team back to another I mean, division series and hopefully go from there. I think what we have Ms. going Piggy for us has lipstick. What'd you say? <laughs> Miss Piggy has lipstick. See, exactly. We had Miss Piggy at baseball team. Her lipstick is all over Kermit's cock, though, Tim. Don't you know how <laughs> the Muppets work? There's a lot of weird Muppet sex going on. Um, and I mean, Chipper, that's a good point. You say that, you know, it's a stepping stone season, but again, like I was saying, we've, we've had those before here with this team. I, I've seen it all. They do not take that next step to get you over the hump. They get you just enough to where you can get your heart broken because you're going, no, we're good. We play small ball. We do this. We do it a little opposite than these teams. I do think next year, the guardians are in a really, really good position because this is where I kind of nerd out a little bit. They, I think they were the second lowest there were second fewest uh, shifts defensively in Major League Baseball, which next year they're negating the shift. It's gone. Yep. So that's huge because the Guardians already know how to play defense without using a shift. So that's huge. We Ramirez already have an is like licking his chops for next year. Yeah. For that. We already have an advantage. It's going to make hitting hopefully easier for some of these guys. I don't think it's going to really help guys like Miles Straw. There's not a shift for him. You literally, I mean, I think most yeah, there the is people, a shift. It's in. It's in. And I think everybody pulls out <laughs> lawn chairs and they sit there and watch him. Uh, he's another guy. He gold glove center fielder. Fantastic defense. Oh, I love him out in center Offensively, field. Offensively, a complete liability. He barely batted 100 in the playoffs. That's why he's at the back of the lineup. But even then, at the bottom of the lineup, that's where it fucked us. You have no bats. You had Jimenez was was he was cold during this series. You had to switch Naylor with Arias uh, Arias at at first base because Naylor hurt his leg. He he didn't do shit. You had uh, uh, what's Straw sucked. Then you have Austin Hedges who sucks. You have all these guys that are almost. But again, automatic these people outs. who suck at, at the at the plate are really good on the other side of the uh, of the. Well, Straw, yes, I'll give Straw credit. Austin Hedges, I mean, he's, every, he's a good catcher. He was in the second half of the season. He sucked, and against the Yankees, every time they tried to steal, he didn't get one guy out. Yeah. He threw three balls into center field, which cost us a run with Aaron Judge when he was able to get to third. So Hedges fucked us really. He wasn't doing shit at the plate. And he wasn't doing shit behind the plate either, which is the only reason he should be out there I playing. That's the only position we don't have in the minor leagues that we can bring up and, and help that position. And we haven't since. I mean, Jan Gomes was good. Well, since we, we traded him, him a couple years ago. And then uh, Roberto Perez had that one fluke season. Yeah. And that was it. And then he went right back to reality. And then, I mean, we've moved on to Hedges and we've got uh, Bo Naylor in the in the minor leagues. We've got some, some young people, but I don't know what they're going to be. And that's the other thing, too, that you said what the Guardians have going for them is how many people did we bring up and send down and bring up this year that were just really good talents that yeah. we just didn't know what to do with them who so we were playing between AAA and Major League. And that's the scary thing, too, for for moving forward with, with, with this current young team and bringing people up. I could see them possibly bringing up Nolan Jones next year. Nolan Jones was, of course, a rookie who came up this year, played corner outfield. 
we're probably pretty good at corner outfield now. You have Quan and Gonzalez. Yep. They're not going anywhere. So now you're going to have to make Nolan Jones change positions. I think that's first base where they're trying to, right? He's going to end up just, he's going to have to spend this entire offseason trying to learn first base. And you're going to have a guy, hopefully, that can put it all together because that's what they tried to do with Owen Miller. And that failed miserably this year. Right. So it's just a lot of experimenting because they won't spend money on a legitimate starting MLB caliber player. They're like, no, nah, we'll change this guy's position. We'll fuck this up. We'll switch this up. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I don't get excited for losing. I don't look forward to like, oh, let's, they learned so much in the playoffs. Like, so, I don't give a fuck. So it wasn't, that. A, it wasn't a successful year in your opinion then? I mean, to find successful, they, they, they won the worst division in baseball. They overachieved what people thought they would. That's a, that's basically the definition of being successful. You overachieved what goals was, I mean, what goals were set for you. It really depends on how you look at it. Like what, what comes from this? How, like what, well, yes, they made the playoffs. Yes, sure. they won more games than people thought they would. Division title. And then last the year, like, I say the same thing for the Cavaliers last year. Last year, the Cavs won more games than anybody thought they would. They made the play-in game technically playoffs, but they got bounced immediately. So to me, I'm like, that's not a successful season. You you, you, you had a really great run, and then you shit the bed. That's, that's how I look at it. And the Guardians kind of did the same thing. They had this great run. They get to the Yankees, and then they shit the bed. That's just... I mean, that's that's you are the toughest critic ever because winning is all that matters in sports. I I get it. I I, trophies for fourth place because, hey, we didn't we thought you were going to suck this year. Here's a here's an award that that doesn't mean anything. If you ain't first, you last. Damn right. Ricky Bobby taught me that. That's all I care about. Don't don't we get a pennant or a a banner or something? Something to hang up. Say we are division champs. They can wipe our ass with it. Who gives a fuck about that? Winning a division, (laughs) winning a division. That's like the. The Braves were trying to brag, like, oh, we have 18 division titles. Who gives a fuck about that? Nobody remembers division <laughs> titles. Like, you're sitting at the bar with your buddy in 20 years, and you're like, hey, remember we won that division back in 1995? And like, Not even 95, because we went to the World Series. So, wait a minute. That's a weird like, year to pick. Like, in 20 years, we're going to look back and be like, yeah, that 2022 division championship. Boy, was that something. First year of the Guardians. Boy, well, I, I think something. it was a good year for them. I, I'm excited to see what happens next year. I do think that we need to invest in this team. I, I believe just based on the interviews, I think Tito's coming back. There's no harm, no there. I think he's no, here. No, no, absolutely. So I mean, honestly, for me, it, it, I have no ill will towards the team, no ill will towards any of the players, coaches, managers, et cetera. Straight up, it's management. Spend some fucking money. You have this. Tito Francona is arguably one of the greatest managers in baseball history. We have him at our disposal. He's not getting any younger. He's not getting any healthier. And we're just blowing it. Every fucking year, they're not giving him that extra piece or two. To win it, the guy knows how to win championships. Yep. He did it with Boston. He's taken us to a World Series with a team that also should not have been there. They were all tired. He he had to run them into the fucking ground just to get us to a game seven. And they just don't do anything to really help this guy spend the fucking money. They saw how quickly those playoff games sold out against the Rays and against the Yankees. They made a ton of money. The fans show up when the Guardians, Indians, whatever, when they actually put money into the team. I'll be the first to admit, I, I thought they were going to suck this year. They had the, the one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. I said, I'm not going to any fucking games. I'm not spending my hard-earned money on this fucking owner who's making billions every year and not putting it into the team. I remember the first uh, the first episode we did was talking about the Guardians, and we're like, who the fuck is this Quan dude? Yeah, I, I just like, I, when he made the opening day roster, it was literally, the, the opening who? day was like the next day, and I'm like, yeah, there's some rookie out in left field who who uh, Tito straight up said, like, this guy's not hitting home runs. And I'm like, what a great fucking sign of the season going forward. <laughs> sure enough, it actually worked out because the dude can hit like Ichiro, so more power to him. It was like, I was like living in the uh, the, the movie Major League. Who the fuck is this guy? It really was. <laughs> I, I swear to God, our, our opening day lineup or roster, I looked at it. I'm like, 
I don't know who any of these fucking guys are. Like I knew, <laughs> I know minor league names, but I'm not like a diehard invest in like, right. oh, he's the fifth overall prospect. Right. Like I don't do that. I'm like, okay, this guy's we, coming up. For we phone a friend for that stuff. So yeah, I go to my boy, Greg, Greg knows. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, the, 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 it definitely seemed a little suspicious though, that all these things went right for the Yankees. Sure. And all these things went terribly wrong for the guardians. Go figure. You have this team who's already at a disadvantage. They don't have the power like the Yankees. They don't have the the payroll, et cetera. They're not supposed to be there. They take them to a game five. I think Major League Baseball is shitting their pants because San Diego is a tiny market. Philly, not a huge market for baseball. Nope, not baseball. Houston, pretty good market. Not bad. Cleveland, New York, though. I mean, it's not even fucking close. Obviously, New York is like the number one uh, populous town, sports town in in, in, in the world what well, doesn't help that going into the series against the uh, guardians that uh aaron judge was on the cover of the mlb communications twitter page yeah for most of the you year. know they want that guy to go <laughs> so and that's another funny thing that conspiracy huh well first and foremost i'll start off by saying that aaron judge fucking blows i just want everyone to know that i <sighs> i have my buddy who i have a friend who loves aaron judge when he hits his regular season home runs every day he's going oh my you god judge suck. hit another he's on pace to he hit better 70 be he's so fucking stadium. good he's so fucking good and then you watch him in the playoffs. Aaron Judge is a fucking choke artist in the playoffs. This is not his first time going against the Guardians. His career against the Guardians, he's got like 10 strikeouts, maybe more. He hit the two home runs, or he has three home runs. That's all he does. He either hits a home run or he strikes out. Yep. And the home runs are few and far between compared to the strikeouts against a good pitching staff. Um, well, seeing seeing that stadium, I mean, you can just bunt the ball and that ball's going out right I mean, field. that's like you said. Giancarlo he, Stanton literally just flicked his wrist. And it's gone. And hit a fucking opposite field home run. How many of those 62 home runs this year were surprisingly it was split if i'm not mistaken i heard him say that he hit 32 on the road and 30 at home or something like that yeah but how many uh, at home were home runs that probably oh, yeah would, like just front would, row would not have been home runs at other stadiums what right I'm yeah then so i don't know i'd have to look into that because because of that that gifted kind of right field there i mean how many of those home runs were truly going to be gone somewhere else like if he would he hit that at progressive field probably not we have a pretty big wall in right field not big wall but a decent sized wall and it's a little further outside you know um, um yeah, no, I he agree can't completely. hit the curveball either. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a regular season, hell of a player. Great guy to have on your team. He's probably gonna win MVP. Postseason, not a guy I want on my team. Is he going to he's gonna get paid, but is it gonna be by the Yankees this year? Or do you think the Yankees kind of go, hmm? It's tough because I think the Yankees have to think, are we gonna invest all this money in a guy who's not gonna take us to a championship? If they I think if they win the World Series and Aaron Judge is World Series MVP, or at least in the discussion. Then yeah, sure. Look at my contract because he's proven he can do something. But if he goes up against the Astros, who have dominant well, they play pitching, tonight, also, right? Yeah, they start up at uh right now. Actually, I think the game's getting ready to start up. Um, but if if they win the World Series with him and he actually plays really well now going forward, I think they can look at it and go, okay, he must just have a problem against the Guardians because right. the Guardians pitching shuts him down. Kudos to them. Astros pitching is really right up there with the Guardians. As I say, they have pretty good pitching too. Yeah, they and they they play a different style of baseball where they actually have the power and they can make the contact like the Guardians. So uh, I was listening to Sean Salisbury today, who's in Houston. He does a show in Houston, and he straight up said he's like, I think the Astros are going to win this pretty easily. Honestly, he's like, the Yankees could barely keep up with the Guardians, and the Guardians don't have any power. Uh, and he said Houston's got a ton of power. They have equal pitching to the Guardians, and they have equal bat, like hitting uh contact so yep. he's like I don't, I don't think the yankees stand a chance and i agree with him honestly i think the astros could sweep oh, i think it's i think it's the Astro, astros world series to lose at this point because yeah. I, I think either team on the other side of the equation doesn't stand a chance either but i don't know phillies 
Philly's surprising a lot of people so far, so I'm not quite sure what to make of them. But well, I mean, right now it's seven to four, uh, Padres. Yeah, I mean they won last night, so right. It's gonna it might even up the series if yeah. that stays. We shall see. But you know, I guess kudos to the Guardians. I'm not knocking them. I also want to preface right now, break the fifth, the fourth wall here for everybody. My hatred of the Guardians is superstition based. It's not even hatred. When I Don't shit let talk them, go now. Well, it's it's at the off season. Everyone will forget okay. by the time the season starts okay. up again. No, and I, I'm I'm sure we won't spend money, so I'm sure I'm going to come in really hot next year, and I'll be just <laughs> as fucking feisty about it. But for right now, I'll let everybody know my my hatred, if you will, for the Guardians is strictly because I'm superstitious, and when I badmouth the Guardians, they win. I shit on them a lot this year. When I got excited for them, they shit the bed every single time. When I roasted them on the show, and I got everybody in the comments pissed off at me, which was awesome, by the way, I loved it. Um. They won, and then it got him a division title. But again, I mean, who gives a fuck about a division title? Hey, not me. Hey, Justin wants the heat. Bring the heat. I he, love it. He's gonna he's gonna keep poking the bear if, until if someone guys brings the heat. Yet, please check out that TikTok that I made yesterday. If you're a Guardians fan, especially because the amount of people who didn't finish watching the video. And oh, there's one guy who's like, oh, he was so fucking mad, and I'm like, did you watch the whole video? That's what I said. I'm like, I recommend checking out the rest of it. Maybe he's like, oh, it oh, wasn't yeah. fixed. Fucking bullshit. Hotels, people are. I'm like, dude, I finished the video. <laughs> <laughs> he had another 30 seconds to go, and you would have learned a lot. Uh, but yeah, so the, the season's over there. Uh, the rest of the season does go on. Uh, how do, we talked about it a little bit earlier. What are your thoughts on Tito? Do you think, do you question him after that game because he stuck with Savali and then did not challenge that one play? So I wrote down three things that stuck with me. Was the one starting Savali? I have first. that also. Um, letting Savali pitch to Stanton after letting those people on base, he should have went to the bullpen right away. And then, yes, not challenging that fucking play. But do so I, I blame Savali, him? No or do challenge. I blame? Do I blame the the media people who are in charge of watching those fucking reviews and not give him the thumbs up or thumbs down? Because he only goes off what people see above him. Um, I mean, I also, if I'm not mistaken, I think the rule is you have 60 seconds to decide if you want to challenge. So for us at home, it was right before a commercial break. Right. So TBS showed it a hundred times. Maybe the Guardians team, they I don't know how it works. I really don't know the process of it, but maybe they did not get the information in time. Right. And I don't know how maybe again, maybe the Yankees fucked with the the technical shit and they weren't able to uh, check wait, it in time. Waiting for that story to come that out. That could be a thing. Don't honestly Headset, phones were all down, everything. At this rate, it could be like, yeah, the Guardians uh video visual staff said that the, their feed cut out. They picked up the phone, all they heard was Frank Sinatra on New York, yeah. New York list. It was, in the it was just George Steinbrenner from from the grave, just <laughs> talking to him from a Ouija board. <laughs> Um, but that's another thing. I mean, something could happen with that. I also really don't think it would have made that much of a difference. No. Our bats clearly did not show up to play yesterday. I, I, I use this term a lot and it's one of my favorite terms in sports, but the lights looked a little too bright for the guardians over the last two games. They, they came back Saturday night. I was watching the game, literally just got off a ride at Cedar point. Tara had to go to the bathroom. So I'm standing there outside of a bathroom, freezing my balls off, watching the game on my phone, literally shivering like this. Cause it's like 40 degrees on fucking on the lake. And I watched us win. There was another guy walking by as soon as we won the game. And he's, he's watching his phone. He starts fucking cheering. We're high-fiving and shit. It was awesome. It was a great moment. Um, Sunday rolls around, and they didn't show up. You have the reality. You have the Naylor home run. He's he's rocking the baby, talking shit to Garrett Cole. Meanwhile, the score is like 4-2 to two or whatever. Like, we're losing. How do you shit talk somebody? You're fucking losing. You didn't even do anything. You suck. That reminds me of, like, Ricky Davis going for the triple-double. Like, you're down by, like, 30. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to do something cool right now. Like, I... I wholeheartedly believe in motive like uh just uh you're not motivation what's what i'm looking for um not motivation but um i didn't know where you were going so i can't help you with the word i know i it's brain fart i i, I believe that they took the win out of their sales like the, yeah, the yeah. momentum there you go momentum i knew it was an m word i got yeah, there i just didn't know what you were i know say. you can't read my mind we're not there yet 
But I think momentum's a huge thing. So when that they hit that home run in the first inning, I think the wind just kind of went out of the sails of the Guardians. I think at that point, they're just like, fuck. Now we have this giant hill we have to overcome. Now we can't just play our small ball. I feel like they they have to just overcome, make bigger hits, you know, whatever, and and do things they probably weren't going to normally do yeah. had it gone into the second <clears> inning <throat> still tied 0-0, maybe 1-0. And I, I give think the Yankees, that fucked them a little bit. I give the Yankees a lot of credit because I wrote this note down. The Guardians were terrible with runners in scoring position. Or all fucking playoffs we, they were. We, I, forgot, I forgot the exact numbers. I did look it all up, and I had it earlier, but I forgot it. Uh, we out-hit the Yankees by right. quite a bit. However, the runners in scoring position, we were brutal. They were not. That's the difference in the game. If you can't bring those guys, we're a small ball team. Guys are just going to get little hits. You have to bring them home. We weren't able to do that. That's our entire brand of baseball. Right. We weren't able to do it. That's what's going to happen to you. You're going to lose games like that. Um, is that a testament to the Yankees? Did they just strategize properly? Or is that the young, hungry guardians that just weren't disciplined at the plate? They weren't taking pitches like they used to. Yesterday, I was furious watching that game because you have Nestor the molester on the mound on short rest, and the guardians were swinging at everything. Mm-hmm. They weren't taking pitches. They weren't making him tire himself out a little bit. They let him go into like the fucking sixth inning or whatever because right. we swung at the first or second pitch every at-bat. We didn't make him go into deep counts. We didn't make him raise his pitch count. We went up there swinging. That's not the Guardians' mo. When they started doing that, I was really worried, and that, that's when it really set in. Like we have no chance. Like they're yeah. not even playing their own style of baseball today. Like I said, I think they got out of their their momentum. They got out of their like typical way of winning games is when everything kind of went out the window. And I think just like you said, they got a lot of people on base. They didn't score runs. I, that was the most frustrating part of Killer. watching this playoffs. When you're a small ball, bases loaded. Yep. Multiple, we had a, what three or four times bases loaded, and they could not move we, somebody. We fucking come home, home with that. We got a, I mean, that's our one run yesterday. That's the other embarrassing thing. Like, we scored one run. I think twice in the series. Quan hit the home run game one, and that was all. All we scored that game. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, a sack fly by Jose Jose Ramirez. Bases loaded. I think it was one out. Yeah. Got a sack fly. Yeah. That, that was it. That was it. That's it. That was our and, one run for the day. Yeah. So I, I the think the bats that, didn't show up. It was a team loss. Honestly, everyone wants to blame Savali giving up that home run. They're like, oh, he fucking did it. We scored one run. If you think we were holding, we were going to shut out the Yankees. You're out of your fucking mind. It didn't matter who was pitching because, uh, Stefan gave up a home run, I think. Right. Yeah. He gave one up to judge or no, it wasn't Stefan. It was, uh, Sam no, it was, Hentges, because yeah, that's when Greg went crazy, even though Sam Hentges had a really good season, actually. I said that's how the only way we was going to win if we shut out the Yankees, and I knew... I, it, I it's knew damn near impossible. They're yeah. such a good team. It's one of those, like, you need to outscore them, and hopefully you can only hold them to two or three. And even at that rate, we scored one run. We had no chance. Yeah. So... But yeah, I, I questioned a couple of t- the Guardian season. I, uh, I questioned a couple of Tito's decisions, but it is what it is. Moving on. We got a whole offseason to debate about it, and then we'll get ready for spring training. I look forward into uh, about April when we come back and go, who the fuck is this guy? When we're looking <laughs> at the roster again. It's going to be exciting. Uh, but as we said, we're going to talk a little bit about the rest of the MLB playoffs. Kyle and I, I've decided uh, going forward, we are not going to do full brackets in advance anymore because we <laughs> suck. Like, this is bad. This is the worst bracket pick we've both ever had. As I said, I, I went over it a little bit last week, and obviously we can catch it up now. We had I had Tampa Bay beating the Guardians. Okay, didn't work, whatever. Then we had I had Toronto beating Seattle. That didn't happen. I then had uh in the National League, I had St. Louis beating the Phillies. That didn't happen. I had the Padres losing to the Mets. That didn't happen. And then I had the Braves advancing. That didn't happen. And the Dodgers winning it all. They didn't even get out of the fucking their their first round, the ALDS. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to baseball. Apparently, it's all right. It happens because I got them all wrong too. Except that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the Guardians. So this bracket is 
from now on, we're going to do pick per round. We'll update as going as we go forward. I think that'll make things a little more fun because, like we said, right now, right now the bracket's worth nothing. We're going to make our pick on how how many games the World Series goes <laughs> for a bonus point. That's it. That's all we have going left. And it's, that's and that's that's going to be what for karaoke. At it's going to be for Lucy's. us doing a duet or someone singing a solo. And yeah. If if we're back, if if Lucy's will have us back in December, we'll we'll try to plan it for that night because that's the karaoke night. Um, we'll worry about that bridge when we get to it. But that's it. I mean, that our bracket sucks. It's not even exciting. Of like, we don't have any competition right now. Of like, we have to root for a certain. What's the team. next bracket that we have coming up that we would do? Oh, the uh, we never do an NCAA bracket though, do we? For college? Yeah. No, I mean no, because it's usually it's only been four teams, so it's yeah, not true. really that fun. That's true. And it's I mean last year was since did, were you going to pick Cincinnati? Or oh, Michigan? No, I'm talking about uh, basketball. Oh, the, March Madness. Bracket, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, bracket. no, we don't do that. Because that's such a crapshoot. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a gamble. The only way it's going to be fun for college football is when it moves to that 12 team. That's what playoff. I thought you were referring yeah, to. Yeah, no. All right, uh, moving on. We have the Padres and Phillies playing game two tonight. Looks like uh, Padres might take it home. They're up seven to four with uh, in the top of the seventh. And the Yankees and Astros getting ready to start up literally any minute now, their first pitch. So that's all we got left in Major League Baseball. I have no rooting interest in any of these teams. If anything, I have a hating interest in uh, the Yankees and the Astros. I hate both those teams. So for me, as long as the World Series champion comes out of the National League, I can live with it. Uh, I'd probably prefer San Diego out of all the teams because they have like Mike Clevenger. They've got some ex-Guardians there. I wouldn't mind seeing or Indians, I should say, because they actually never played for the Guardians. Uh, but they have a, they have some some ex-Indians there. I wouldn't mind seeing them win a championship. Does uh, does uh, is it Tati, does he get a ring if they win? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because even though he's suspended. Oh yeah. He was still part of the team. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't want them to win now. Part of me is like, I want Michael Brantley to get a championship, but he's Can't with Houston. So I, I cannot Houston. root for Houston. Go fuck yourself. Sorry, dude. You signed with the wrong team. Yeah. Don't re- even though I think Houston is going to buzz all his way all the way through the playoffs, but yeah, I don't want them I to do win. too. I think this is Houston's year, which, you know, again, if the guardians would have beat the Yankees, I wholeheartedly believe we probably get swept by Houston. I think we would have taken one maybe one they play our style of baseball just, just better than we do such a better yeah, way just better than we do um all right now now let's get to the real fun can the we, real fun we had over the weekend can we skip it you want to just skip this let's just fuck it skip it the, the patriots <laughs> patriots browns it's recap not even worth talking about man it was embarrassing i mean it's weird because the first two and a half quarters give or take we were right in the it was a one score game i mean we were there it was all by design belichick was and over there playing second yo-yo with us Second half adjustments. I also love, uh, we we talk about this a lot. There are Stefanski haters out there, and I've accepted it. I've come to the realization most of them don't know shit. They're just really, they don't know who to be mad at, so they just pick Stefanski. It's easy for them. Meanwhile, they don't want to hear what you tell them. When you tell them we have a top 10 offense, they don't want to hear it. They go, well, what about the defense? And I go, well, that's Joe Woods' position. Like, Kevin Stefanski is the head coach. Yes, I understand. So that's the other excuse people have. Everyone just goes, well, if he's the head coach, he's technically responsible for all facets of the game. So he is he's in charge of that. But he's really not. On game day, he's not calling the plays for Joe Woods. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to do with that. He might help him leading up, but he's not calling plays. So that's not Kevin Stefanski's fault. The job Kevin Stefanski does is run the offense. And again, it's a top 10 offense. He's doing a pretty damn good job at that. Um, I also love... We tried to run the ball quite a bit on Sunday, and New England stuffed it the fuck out. They did not let us get anything. We couldn't get a, a push. I think the Nick Chubb's defense, longest run was like nine yards, which is... 12 carries, 56 yards, the lowest in both categories. Yeah. That's, which 
that's the other thing. Fans were pissed. Why would Brissett throw the ball 45 times? Did you guys see the fucking score? We were losing. You have to throw the ball when you're losing. They wanted to. Fans are so stupid. They're claiming we should have given the ball to Nick Chubb more, even though we're trying to make a three touchdown comeback almost in, in, in a quarter and a half. They want us to run the ball and kill clock. Are they stupid? It's I, Belichick came in knowing what he had to do. No question. This, I this knew is, it was this happen. is a typical Belichick game. Shut down what can beat you and make the other part try to beat you. I just, I had hope offensively. I expected this truthfully. I saw what Bill Belichick did to us last year. He shut down Nick Chubb and said, make Baker beat me. And we lost 45 to seven or whatever the fuck it was last right. year. So I went into this year going, they're going to do the same exact thing. Cause Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield are not far off in terms of quarterback. Well, you guys, I hope, I hope most of the people that argued with me about this before come to your senses and realize that I was right. Baker and Jacoby Brissett are not that far off as quarterbacks. Baker's such a good quarterback. Now. Yeah, it really looks like it. He's doing such a bang up job down there in so, uh, Carolina. Here's my here's my throwback to you with Stefanski. So I'm not a I'm not blaming Stefanski for anything. Stefanski runs a great offense, calls great plays. Yep, top ten offense. But he's he's not a head he's not an offensive coordinator. He's a head coach. And here's where my concern comes into. So the last week or so, or last couple of days, you've seen some player interviews, and I'm sure you saw this one yesterday or today, I think, from um, John Johnson, John Johnson about yep. him kind of throwing some stuff out there. Now things are starting to maybe come out a little bit about the defense. So at what point is do we sit there and say are we are we losing? I would say losing the locker room, but is the is the attitude of the locker room kind of saying fuck it, we're just going to wait until week twelve? Like we're just we just it's not there we're not we have no motivation right now we're, we're just not we don't have it together people aren't paying attention they're not doing what they're supposed to they're missing calls communication's horrible locker room no one sticks around for, for after practice like what he said at what point <clears throat> does Stefanski have to take that on the shoulder and say look guys shape up or ship ship the fuck out because it's starting to in my opinion maybe other people's opinions too i'm not saying we're losing because it's Stefanski because i think he's doing great there has to be other things the head coach has to be responsible for. And I'm starting to see a little bit of the wheels starting to come loose here. I'm not saying come off the rails, but it's starting to come loose. And I don't know what they need see, to do to bring it back in just a little bit because I feel you're I, starting to get loose lips in that that. that I took it room. in an opposite. Okay. I, I, I took it in a different way. I took it as John Johnson's calling out teammates because these guys are pissed. They're getting embarrassed. They understand that they're getting embarrassed. They understand they have talent. And they're calling each other out because they want to win. Um, I believe I believe it was after the Jets game. They had the closed door players only meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And that was week two. Miles Garrett, team captain, took the defense, took the whole team, had a had a huge talk with them. We went out and won on Thursday night against the 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 Steelers after that. Then after this New England Patriots game, I don't know if you saw this also. Apparently, Jacoby Brissett had a closed door address with the whole team. And people said it was fiery. He went off on everybody in their efforts and how this team needs to fucking figure it out. So for me, and then even what John Johnson said, this this kind of reminds me of when. Miles Garrett had to publicly call out Perry and Winfrey makes me think there might be a few bad apples in the bunch right now. And these team leaders are coming out and basically making them accountable. So I look at it as this is a good team, a good thing sure, for the team. Sure. And I, I hope that at some point I just, cause you know, then you see Stefanski come out today and kind of just, I'm not saying brush what Johnson said under the rug, but kind of like moved it to the side and kind of tried to downplay it a lot. You right. Know? I, I just, I just, I wish Stefanski had a little bit more of that. I know it's not him, but a little more of that emotion, yeah. you know. I think, I think he does behind the scenes, but in in front of the camera, he's doing everything properly because he's damned if you do, damned if you don't. So let's say hypothetically, they ask him about John Johnson's comments, and he goes, "Oh yeah, he's talking about Grant Delpit because that guy likes to go clubbing after the games." Right. If he said that, everyone's going to go, "Oh my god, he threw a, t a player under the bus. Sure. It's going to cause all this ripple." If he comes out and goes, 
not a big deal. You know, we're, we don't care. We're moving on. We're, we're focused on the, right. uh, the, the Ravens, whatever. That's just being, that's what Bill Belichick would do. You saw on Sunday, that kid, uh, caused the, or recovered the fumble, tried to give the ball to Belichick. Belichick wanted to fucking kill him because Belichick doesn't fuck around when they were in the locker room after the game. I bet he probably hugged that kid, told him great job, gave him a game ball, whatever. Right. But on the sideline, you act professional when you're in front of the public eye. I think Kevin Stefanski's the same way. On the sideline, Kevin Stefanski's pretty even keeled to the media. He's very calm behind the scenes. I, I'm guessing he's very fiery. Right. So he's a man in the streets, but a freak in the bed. He's a freak in the sheets, Tim. You know it. So You know Kevin Stefanski's a freak. How many games does Joe Woods have in this defense then if it continues? That's where I'm. I, I hit a I hit an epiphany today. I, I I didn't I didn't make notes of this. This was just something I was thinking about, and I think it's fairly accurate. And I I think it's just something I don't want to admit. Oh, is, are you about to say you're wrong about something? No, no, oh, no, no, oh, okay. no, 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 no. That doesn't okay. happen. You can't. Admit I, well, I know you true. normally like to never admit this, so I figured that's where we were going with it. But okay. I think I just had too too high of expectations for this team this year, mm-hmm. and I thought we could be fine with Jacoby Brissett. And I think that the 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 Browns organization. At least I'll say Haslam, Barry, Stefanski are all on the same page that this this group doesn't really start until Deshaun Watson gets there. So I don't think they're going to fire Joe Woods no matter how bad the defense gets. I think these losses, albeit they suck. Don't get me wrong. I, you know me. I hate I hate losing. Um, every one of these embarrassing losses, like the Jets lost, the Falcons lost, even the, the missed field goal against the Chargers, these are games we should have won. Right. And we're doing all this with a backup quarterback leading things with a almost league worst ranked defense. And we're still, we've only lost one game by more than three points. And that was Sunday against the, the Patriots. That's what's mind boggling to me is that there's against fans two? out there. Zappy Bailey Zeppi, the, uh, the Italian restaurant. <laughs> I, I just got a plate of meatballs at the Bailey Zeppi. He came um, out passing out breadsticks that game. But to me, not defending Joe Woods at all. Cause he can kick rocks. I think he's a guy that's going to be fired in the off season but I don't think there will be mid-season changes because I do think they're going into the season similar to the Guardians. And I don't think fans want to hear that. The Guardians went in with the youngest team in baseball. If I'm not mistaken, the Browns have one of the youngest teams in football. I believe they do, yes. And people, because it's football, just demand perfection. They want the Browns to win every week. Of course we do. If they lose, we're pissed off. It ruins our week. I think the Browns are kind of going into this going, all right, we've got this young team. we got to force these kids out there. Make them learn. Make them get better. There's learning curves, as you've seen. How many guys on the defense? How many of these young draft picks look like shit? Yeah, they're learning. I'm really and, surprised at how bad Winfrey looks right now. He's not just he doesn't put I mean, it together. It's everybody. I, I mean, it's also who who is there to really get him prepped to be a pro? I, I yeah, def- you're right. as a defensive right. tackle. Like we, we don't have. Our, we talked about it in the beginning of this, like before the season started. Our defensive tackles were terrible, right? And they didn't do much to address that. Our linebackers aren't that great, especially now without Anthony Walker. But I think the Browns are kind of similar to the Guardians where they have this young team getting them some in-season experience. Deshaun Watson's going to show up. And again, we've only lost one game by more than three points. You have Deshaun Watson coming back. You assume those three-point games, you're going to win those by 10 points if you have Deshaun Watson at quarterback because he's that much better than Jacoby Brissett. I couldn't be more excited for the future with this team when Deshaun Watson comes back. And I also think, yeah, he will probably be rusty when he comes back week 12 or 13, whatever it is. So this season, I hate to admit it, I hate to say it, probably a lost cause. I think they went into it knowing it was going to be a lost cause. So to that point, what I just said a couple minutes ago is I think the players are thinking the same thing you're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why the 
lack of trying the effort is kind of just not there right now because I think most of them see that writing on the wall. I, I mean, and they're not giving their full effort. If I think if wrong, Watson the, was behind center, I think they'd be like, oh shit, we, right. we need to step up right now. I mean, as far as the players are concerned, the team's battling. Like I said, we've lost only one game by more than three points. So we're right there. It's not like this team's giving up. Yeah, it's not the matter of heart. skill. They're just not putting it together. So I don't know if necessarily the players feel like we're not, they don't have a sense of tanking. I meant more so what I was getting at was I think Haslam, Barry, and Stefanski are on the same page to where if hypothetically the season does go six and 11 or something like that, we're not, we're not firing Stefanski and Barry, and, right. et cetera, because we understand the future starts with Deshaun Watson. Sure. I don't think Stefanski's going anywhere. I think his job's pretty secure for at least a couple more years. I think that's the one thing that the ownership decided to not continue to do was right. I'm remove just, head coaches. I'm so sick of having to like tell people like Stefanski is not the problem with this right. team. I don't understand how people see that. Right. And that's the mind-boggling thing. They're like, oh, his play calling is fucking terrible. We need to do this, need to do that. And then I, I tell them stats that they don't want to hear. Like people say, we need to, he gets too cute in the red zone. We need to run Nick Chubb more. Nick Chubb, if I'm not mistaken, is like second most touches inside the five yard line in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. He's getting the ball plenty uh, in terms of rushing. Uh, unless somebody passed him up because he had a shitty weekend, uh, he was the number one running back in football. I think he's two now, yeah. And fans go, we need to give Nick Chubb the ball more. Like, what do we do? Kill the fucking guy? You give him the ball every play? We're doing yes. fine. The offense moves. He's Kill getting him. At, at the time last week, he was the only player to have 100 plus yards in every single game going into that game and fans still that wasn't enough uh last year the argument was we didn't give the ball to we didn't run the ball enough and then when i showed them the stat that we actually ran the ball more in 2021 than we did in 2020 nothing they didn't want to hear it they just go well stefanski <laughs> does this and does that and it's like guys well you just want to fucking you want to cry about everything you go into those made up stats.com web page again and that's it's exactly that's exactly what i told my uncle who i, I told you about our exchange where he Here's i'm a your feisty uncle i'm assuming he was he was drunk because his fucking for a guy that's only four foot two that i could put in my pocket he came with some fucking some some feist some he fire came, he came out he came out on fire at the show we were doing live and in your text messages because he's the guy he hates stefanski and i'm like dude what did stefanski do defense has blown all these games because when we did the show it was before the uh it was before the chargers game i think yeah so we did that show and i'm like We've we've lost every game because defensive breakdowns at the end of the game. That's not Stefanski. The offense is top five at that time. It was. And it's like, what the fuck else do you want this guy to do? So who do you think on a defense is this person slash people that the players are hinting at or kind of throwing under the bus, but not throwing under the bus? If you had, do you have any anybody in mind? I mean, I haven't really looked at it too much, but I mean, if you had to guess, who do you think that some of these lack of effort players are? I'd have to look because I can't imagine it's anybody that you really see. Because I feel like if there is a player that's not giving good effort, they wouldn't be playing him. Right. You would be the, the team would sit you out. Like they, they would just say you're not getting any snaps. And from what I've seen, I mean, obviously, I, I tweeted about the other day. Grant Elfitt's getting targeted by defenses. They are oh, looking yeah. his direction and being like, "Where's 22? I'm throwing it his way." Now, I don't think that's a testament to what John Johnson was saying about him not being all in. Um, I think it's more so just teams found a weakness and they're exploiting him. So as far as who's doing it, I really don't know. It's tough. It might be Perry and Winfrey again because he's in there by default because we don't have much options at defensive tackle, so he's got to play. So it could be somebody like that. Um, it could be just he could be talking about a group. It could be a, all the young people. He's saying, like, you guys don't work hard enough or something. You know, I honestly, I, I have no idea who it could be. Um, but I do like it, though. I like that he didn't put a name on who he's talking about. Maybe that gets the other team teammates to go, Fuck, was he talking about me? Like, I, I better step up this week. Hopefully, it puts a little fire under some people's asses. Under, I hope it does. Throw Miles Garrett under the bus. See how that goes. And that's another thing. I get people that talk shit about Miles Garrett to me that are tweeting, oh, 95 is a ghost every week. 
he has he's getting double and triple teamed the most in the NFL by a wide margin. He's at almost 40% of the time he gets double and triple teamed. I think the next closest is like 31%. If you if you get somebody on that defensive line, and if Clowney was back healthy every game, you'd That's see a, us. you'd see a different Miles Garrett. But he has nobody to take any pressure off him whatsoever because teams don't respect anyone else on that defensive line. Obviously, I wanted Deshaun Watson, no questions asked. But going into the draft process before we traded for Deshaun Watson, who was the number one guy that I wanted? I wanted fucking uh, whatever Davis, uh, oh, Carl Davis yeah. from Georgia, the defensive tackle. Because I said, this kid, put him next to Miles. They can't double-team Miles now. They have to worry about him getting to the quarterback. We need somebody to open things up. I look at Pittsburgh as much as I hate them. Cameron Hayward and TJ Watt are a perfect grouping on a defensive line. You can't focus on just one of them. Exactly. Somebody's going to be able to get to the quarterback. Now they lose TJ Watt, and their defense is struggling. Because you need that one-two punch. Even with a great player like TJ Watt, he needs Cameron Hayward out there next yep. to him. Vice versa. Same thing for Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett needs a star. And that's that's not a knock on him. That's just the way of the NFL. There's easy ways for teams to double, triple team guys, chip guys with tight ends, etc. They could make a great defensive end. Obsolete. <laughs> I like chipping a guy with a tight end. It's kind of nice. So does Chipper. That's why that's where he got that nickname. <laughs> it's not from the baseball player. Hey, it's from what he used to do in high school. They called him Chipper. Um but, but I mean, that's just that's something they have to do. Padres just went up eight to four. Um, but you have to address the defensive line if you want to get pressure on the quarterback. We're in a passing. That's the other thing that I think is really hurting our secondary is quarterbacks have so much time to throw the ball. You can only cover for so long. I don't fault corners if a play takes like four or five seconds for the quarterback sure. to throw it. That means the defensive line is not getting any pressure. You can only cover somebody for so long. I don't fault the, the secondary. Our secondary last year was was good, was legit, because they were doing their job because our line was getting to the quarterback in the right amount because, of time. Because, yeah, Miles Garrett had almost 20 sacks. Like He was right. getting to the quarterback at such an explosive So the quarterbacks rate. had to get rid of it in the time, and the cornerbacks were still in the play, breaking up passes, interceptions. So That's the, literally the key to defense is put pressure on the quarterback from the line, make him make quick decisions where he's not like he has to get rid of the ball and that's where the secondary can exploit that we're not doing that because quarterbacks have so much time they can literally just wait till guys get open and they're like oh there he is boom wide open it's like we're teaching class here i hope people pay attention it's more so i hope andrew barry's listening andrew barry needs to really make some decisions and and bring in some defensive linemen i hope that this week we should have Deion jones playing we should have assuming they call him up forgot his name the the uh, the defensive tackle who you know when they worked together in atlanta that defensive tackle was really good at opening up holes for Deion jones to make tackles that's the whole point of him as as a defensive tackle is to create a gap for Deion jones uh hopefully they can do that we'll see what happens you think he's going to be calling the plays too yeah i think so it sounds like they're it sounds to me like as soon as he came in he was getting the green dot yeah from what i heard awesome so we'll see going forward uh just embarrassing though from the from the browns um yeah i I drank a lot that day so and that's another thing like I hate having to like be com- use common sense. Sure, I want to be mad. I'm a fan. I want to be pissed off and just yell and scream. Charles Rogers or whatever the fuck his name is that fumbled the punt sucks. This guy just got picked up off the street a couple of weeks ago. They they signed Jakeem Grant to be our return specialist. That was his sole purpose. He was a Pro Bowl caliber. He, he was a Pro Bowler doing it. They had that figured out. He tore his Achilles. You can't control that. Now we're back to square one. And again. then there's there's radio shows like I listen to Rizzo every every week and he's bitching about the special teams is garbage. Why can't we return a kick? And it's like they tried. They literally signed a guy specifically to do that. He got hurt. You can't hold that against them. That's like us trading for Deshaun Watson, this huge move. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They're doing something. He breaks his leg. Are fans going to be mad at Barry for trading for Watson? You can't control him yes. getting hurt, and they they yes. will. That's exactly yes. the thing. They will get mad at him. He will 100% get blamed for that broken leg. It's 100% his fault. 
it's just so fucking, I hate arguing with these idiots. And I've got, again, I, I say it all the time and I mean it. Cleveland fans are some of the dumbest in the world. No, they're the most passionate, Justin. Passionate. Not no, there's dumb. a difference between okay. passion and dumb. Passionate is if they, if they listen to me, you can be passionate. If you listen, come here. Let me teach you a class on how to learn about sports. I, I say it all the time and it really pisses people off. Can we off whiteboard it? Like you think just draw pictures in the back here and. I could do that. Okay. I, like I would that. honestly, I would teach a seminar to people if they really want. Cause I tell people all the time, I always say, I'll forget more about sports than you'll ever know. And it really pisses people off when that's I tell like them that. It's like your go to, right? I there. love it. It's because it, I know how mad it makes people. <laughs> I love bring, saying it. That's the bring the hammer down. Cause I don't want to be a dick. Like I could, I could be, a, I could be an idiot and be you like, you want to be a dick though. That's the thing. I, right. But to an extent, I don't want to be like, you're a fucking moron. Like I don't want to call people names and shit. So I'm just like, but you also like doing that too. Not really. I don't like calling people names. I like just, I like making them talk themselves into circles. And then I'm just like, God, you really don't know what you're talking about. Like, do you even watch the games? I say little things like that. And those those cuts so much deeper. I like a little a thousand little cuts instead of one big stab. You're psycho. It's fun for me. It keeps me entertained. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the guard area, the, the the Browns got embarrassed. Couldn't run. Bailey Zeppi fucking torched our defense. Uh, turnovers. And that's the other. I mean, again, I'm, I'm watching the game and I'm listening to whoever the fuck the announcers were. I don't even know. And they're they're breaking down the plays from Jacoby Brissett, and there's the the second play of the game, the interception when he was trying to throw it to Farrell Brown. Oh, that rollout! I got everybody and their brother on 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 Cleveland radio the next day, bitching about that play, saying, "Why would you throw it to Farrell Brown? You have Amari Cooper, blah blah blah." But if you actually watch the game and listen to, I think it was Trent Green, whoever the fuck was doing the announcements, he goes, "Yeah, that was just a bad throw by Brissett. He had him. He waited too long. The play was there." So again, that that goes to. Kevin Stefanski is scheming these plays perfectly. Yeah. Guys are open. That's been like a go-to favorite of them for the last couple of weeks, that rollout, that deep rollout. And it works. It's yeah, just it's we haven't had a quarterback who can consistently throw it. Hopefully, number four is that guy. Well, number we'll four see. is going to get out there a little quicker, I think. And there was another play, too. We were on, uh, not, not in the red zone yet, but we were right on the cusp. And there was a play where he threw it to a Cooper towards the sideline, overthrew him. It was incomplete. I think it was third down. We ended up punting or something like that. Or maybe we kicked a field goal, whatever. Upon watching the the, uh, the all twenty two or whatever, Anthony Schwartz wide open. Nobody even fucking really? covered him, and that's the thing of everyone's mad at Stefanski. You know, oh we we didn't. Why would you do this on third down? Do that. Meanwhile, there's a play where a guy's wide open. The quarterback just didn't see him. That has nothing to do with Stefanski. That shows you his play calling. It's the is players. Great. Yeah, his scheme is great. It's the execution. And again, his execution has been needing to happen from Baker Mayfield. And Jacoby Brissett, yet he's still running a really great offense. He took Baker Mayfield to the playoffs. And this is a new one that I use a lot where I tell people how great of a coach Stefanski is, is because he made the whole world debate if Baker Mayfield's a franchise quarterback. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> how fucking good do you have to be as a coach to make people think that? Because Baker went to Carolina, already got his coach fired. He's about to get benched when when he gets healthy. Well, Darnold's back now. He just got Darnold's back. They for... already said with PJ Walker, they're like they said Baker Mayfield's job is not guaranteed when he comes back from his injury. So he's already wore out his welcome in Carolina, and he was only there for four weeks. Right in Cleveland, Stefanski took him to the playoffs, got a playoff win, and then made fans legitimately fight over should we keep him should we trade him give him a max contract do this do that and the guy sucks yeah. that just shows that's that's a testament straight up to kevin stefanski it's yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with this offense when when watson comes in i, I think it's going to be kind of a trial and error for the rest of the season after he comes back to see what works what doesn't work and then really build that offensive playbook going into next year i mean i based on how they've been playing this year i think we we have the best opponent we could be facing that game oh yeah the houston texans are one of the worst teams in the league right now um and 
obviously it's going to be a little extra emotional for Deshaun Watson because that's of course where he played his entire career until now. So come out with a little more pizzazz is what you're saying. I'm worried that he's going to be a little too fired up, but I don't know. I don't think he has, I think he has better temperament than Baker Mayfield, like Baker Mayfield game one against the Browns. He was overthrowing everything. He was, you know, throwing in, you know, he looked, he looked terrible, but it's also how he normally looks. But I also think that Deshaun Watson's won a national championship. Deshaun Watson has been to multiple playoff games. Like he, he has poise. I think yeah. more poise than Baker. Well, um, hopefully if he comes out too built up, he goes and gets, uh, gets a massage before the game. So, yeah, he just, you know, I, I hope if he has any stress, he just release, releases all that stress. Uh, that's the best we can ask for, just as long as it's a willing participant on the other end of it. Uh, but I digress. You want to talk about there was another accusation that came out. Yeah, so, I mean, it's I, I feel like we knew this was coming. I think even uh, Busby mentioned it a while ago, too, that said, hey. Yeah, there were a couple of women that were linked to the trial or linked to the cases who hadn't um, come forward yet. Right. But we knew they were coming. Yeah, so we... we <laughs> literally or figuratively no no they didn't come uh, <laughs> somebody else did i won't but, name names yeah so that's the thing though it's like we knew the, they were coming and the thing is i think uh goodell came out and it's weird timing excuse me um it's weird timing that this story comes out about the new accuser and then goodell comes out and says <clears throat> watson has done everything we've asked of him so far every step he's had to take he's good he's on track to come back december what 12th is it or whatever yeah, whatever it is. Or week 12 or whatever it is, but he's on track. But I, I do believe there's probably more coming as well. I think uh, this is with the 26th accuser now. I, she had initially initially came out and Jane Doed herself. And yes. then they said, you have to come out and name yourself if you want this to go on. She did come out. They She she changed it. Now she's coming. Now, <laughs> again, there's that word. Um, now she put her name on it. Now the, it's going to go forward. I would assume, same as before, he's probably going to settle with this one as well. I, I just hope, I mean, I know the window's closing, if I'm not mistaken, the window's closing for these people to come forward. I believe it's March, I believe. Yeah, it would be March. But also at the same time, though, there were, it's part of the, the deal mm -hmm. that any of these accusers that come out that have anything that happened before he got his punishment from the NFL, mm -hmm. anything that happened before that, he cannot get punished for again. Right. So this new accusation came out, and I immediately on the, the Facebook groups I'm a part of, et cetera, uh, Browns fans were freaking out, and they're going, Oh my God, Deshaun Watson, he fucking, another accusation. What's going to happen now? And then immediately media, national media reporters were like, nothing is happening punishment wise. He, he's this, this affects nothing. Yeah. It's just a story. People tried to make it a bigger story than what it really was. I mean, yes, of course, I'm not trying to downplay it. It is a big story. It is another accuser, but I think they knew about this one. They, they, they knew did. about they knew this one was coming and, and they, they knew that Deshaun Watson had been coming. And uh, that's why he multiple times yeah. in multiple locations. But it's honest, it's not it's I, I think this is a non-story, really. It's just like it, it's gonna affect his his bank account. That's about it. Yeah, he's gonna have to pay her off. That's it. None of these are as long as he hasn't done anything like this egregiously since he joined the Browns, he's in good shape. They, yeah. he will not get punished for anything else. So his suspension will be up. You assume he's a changed man. Uh the timing is peculiar because you did have uh last week was the week that Deshaun Watson was allowed to start being at the facility yeah and then boom accusation that's what i was gonna say he's yeah. back in the facility now doing like uh team meetings or is it solo meetings or team meetings i think he's allowed to do team meetings i think but he has to practice alone yes he's not he allowed to practice can participate in one-on-one -on -one drills yep and that's pretty much and he can eat with the team i believe and that's pretty much it yes it's basically so it's like, like it's he's, like he's a, a prison yeah. inside of inmate. yeah yeah it's crazy but i mean again this is a punishment for a guy who just had some clogged pipes that needed to get him released from some some nice young women in Houston. I do dislike a clogged pipe. And if you have a clogged pipe here in Northeast Ohio, did you know you can call Smith's Drain Service LLC? 
Smith's Drain Service is your local drain cleaning expert specializing in main sewer lines, bathtub and laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains and downspouts, so, so much more. Family owned and operated, you can call Smith's Drain Service today at 440-242-8704. Tell them talking about balls and Redline Radio sent you. I like I, I set that one up pretty well, I thought. I knew it was coming too. <laughs> um, wow. I was about to grab my paper and then I'm like, nah, I know Smith's Drain Service before I start talking. I, I can get that going. Speaking of clogged stuff, dirty stuff, disgusting stuff, uh, trash cans, trash bins, they smell, they have maggots, everything you can possibly think of. Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning, I recommend them. I have used them before. They came out to clean our trash bins. Um, they look fresh and clean like I wanted to eat off them. Not really, but they were clean enough to do the job. Um, they'll take care of you to come out. Uh, give Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning a call. They're locally owned. Um, reach out to them. Tell them that Redline Radio sent you. You'll receive 10% off your first order Give Brandon a call at 440-752-1533. Trust me, it's worth the time. Or you could just open up your trash bins right now and let the rain clean them out because, God damn, it keeps raining. Once the playoffs end here for Major League Baseball, once we have a punish, we know who will be being getting punished, whether it's me or both of us. Uh, we're going to be at Lucy's Seafood Shenanigans and Steakhouse located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experience. Join them every Friday night for karaoke and Wednesdays also, as we learned. And of course, all your hometown sports games. Give them a call at 216-675-0013. We literally, we loved being at Lucy's. I can't wait to go back. Hopefully they'll have us. I can't wait. Great food, great atmosphere, great drinks, great service. Um, it, it was great. You know what would make Lucy's even a little bit better? is if they invite a bad juju one night to play a concert. There's a stage. It's all ready to go. It is ready to go. And who doesn't like listening to bad juju? Bad juju is the official band of Redline Radio. Um, You want to give Dan a call today to book him. He'll come out. I've heard I haven't seen him yet personally, but I'm going off the word of the other people, the awards that this team, this uh, band Mm -hmm. has won before. Um, It's worth watching. 440-225-0511. Give Dan a call. Book him for your bar, your, your wherever you want him to. He'll come out and take care of you. Have you ever wanted to watch a Redline radio show being done live in person and you weren't able to make it to the Talking About Balls remote at Lucy's, now's your chance. This Friday night at Tattoo Therapy, Inc., you can go check out The Grapevine, a special edition of Lex Vegas and Money's Crazy Mind while Lee Money gets tattooed. I think I hear Do we rumor, figure out what he's getting tattooed yet? Uh, rumor has it it's a it's a portrait of Dave. I don't know why he would get that, but it's weird. They have a strange, they have a strange relationship. I like uh, that. more power to him though. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they do great work. Tattoo Therapy Inc. is the official tattoo parlor of Redline Radio and Money Crazy's Mind. Riley Chase and the team are considered some of the most elite tattoo artists in Northeast Ohio. Uh, they do custom work. If you show up, give them your idea, they're gonna help you out. They're gonna design it right there with you. Uh, they're very accommodating. They're, they're understanding. Tattoos are important. They're going to be on your skin forever. They're very helpful. They're great to work with. Uh, give them a call at 440-747-7130. I'm sorry. In the Greenbrier Shopping, shopping Center. Um, check them out. Or actually, it says they're moving. Did they move yet? I actually don't know. I don't know yet either. Well, let's assume they haven't moved yet, and they're in the Greenbrier Shopping Center. So check them out. Tattoo Therapy. It's like, like a tongue twister. Well, that's the thing is uh, we have this remote this week, and I don't actually know where they're at because when we were... When we were going to Lucy's, yes. you pointed out that Tattoo Therapy yes. Inc. was on the way. Yeah. And I remembered you saying that. And then I'm like, wait, I just saw Tattoo Therapy Inc. because I went to the so exchange they moved to and they're the in Parma place. Heights. So I don't know which one's the new place. Uh, I only know them. I would assume Parma. Parma. Yeah, I would assume Parma. Still, I maybe. would think. I don't, I don't know. Guess we'll find out. I guess you'll find out. Because I'm only, if nobody tells me otherwise, I'm driving to the one by my house. And if they're not there, I'm going home. I want that on record right now. <laughs> um, well, you can go there to watch the remote. And if you're there, I'm sure we'll have some Redline Radio garb, some some polos, some 
uh, hoodies, some hats. I know, I know Dave recently came out with some new uh, Redline Radio hats I saw the other day, some hoodies hats as well. Hoodies, the whole clothing line, basically. And you know who took care of them for that? I believe it was the Incredible Keepsakes. They do T-shirts, they do cups, binders, keychains, you name it, they will do it. If you want to make a shirt that says, I'm with Stupid, they'll make it for you. Um, just wear it wherever you want to, I guess, or point up to yourself. Um, they'll take care of you. Give her a call today. Diane says, cherished moments are made to last forever www.incrediblekeepsakes.com 440-242-9648 check them out trust me they do great work i've seen a couple things made live i know dave did a video of a uh i think a cup getting like laser in, in like stetched or whatever it looked pretty looked cool really nice yeah uh if you can't make it on friday night to tattoo therapy Inc., you can always check out the shows at redline radio excuse me any day of the week again friday nights money's crazy mine and the grapevine are always going to be on lex vegas is typically thursday nights right before club pizzle but he will be there Friday night. He's doing a dual show, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Tim? I think you said that yesterday. He's doing Thursday night and an extra show uh, Friday. That's okay. Correct. Hell yeah. So check that out. Uh, also on Thursday nights, we have Broad Street South and Money's Crazy Soundtrack. Wednesday nights, of course, you have Talking About Balls at 7 uh, to 9. And then She Vibes is 8.30 to 9.30. <clears throat> Tuesday nights, you have Live on Location with Gary Wenner. Always spinning the hits. Broad Street South again. Tim Buck Tuesday, my boy. I watched him yesterday. He's playing clips of him doing poetry. We're setting up a wing challenge with Chipper coming up soon. We got a lot going on with Tim Buck too. Oh, I'm part of that wing challenge, by the way. I, I want part of that. You can do it. I'm eating fucking garlic parm. I said that already. I don't <laughs> need spice. Fuck that. Um, just therapy Monday nights from seven to nine. Uh, Kevin Quan, professionally unprofessionals. Uh, they're back three to five. Medium Ratchet, Steel City, running late seven to nine. Can't miss them. And Saturdays, of course, you have fourth and fifteen. Our boys, Melon Smooth. Uh, comedy and cocktails with Jen Jen from eight thirty to nine thirty, and TMI from ten to midnight. Great way to end your Saturday night. Again, there's always something on Redline Radio. So if you can't make it Friday night in person, which I recommend you do if you can. Um, first and foremost, I just think the idea of a lot of people huddled in a room while Lee's getting a tattoo is probably going to lead to an infection. And have, I think that's kind of funny. Have we also found out where on his body he's getting a tattoo? I heard right in the asshole is what I heard. He's oh, right around the asshole. He's getting a spider web around his so asshole. So like the asshole's like Dave's mouth and like everything else is kind of tattooed. No, he, he's, he, Dave's the portrait of Dave is going to be somewhere else. But the, on his asshole, he's getting a spider web from what I heard. Very nice. Very nice. I, I can't wait to see it. His asshole or the tattoo? Both. Okay. Can't wait. I'll be there. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I might go to a fucking empty building at this point. I don't actually know where <laughs> I'm going. We'll find out. But uh, yeah, if you if you can't go, check out all these shows on Redline Radio. Always something something entertaining for you. <clears throat> all right. Recap week six of the NFL. Let's do it. Upset fucking special. I literally put what the fuck happened as my Kyle first and sentence. I did our picks. And I'll a spoiler alert. We both had five wins. That's it. Out of it I was believe, a rough week. There were 14 games total. We both had five wins. It was a rough week. I mean, you had the Packers losing to the Jets. You had the shitty Steelers beating the fucking. God, how uh, is that Buccaneers. Jets text chat, by the way, with your boys out there? Are their heads like just this big? Oh, I mean, he literally an hour before I got here, he sent the Brees Hall FedEx ground player of the week picture. He's so excited for Brees Hall winning that award. Oh, my God. Um, I, I mean, more power to him. I, I I mean this when I say it to them, but they also take it as me just being a dick. But I mean, realistically, the the Jets have beat Jacoby Brissett, they beat uh, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, and they've beat a really bad. I hate to admit it, but the Packers are garbage. Like I I, I love Aaron Rodgers. Garbage are just having a couple off games here. They've been off all season. Yeah. They're just they're not good this year. They they have no heart. They're they're I don't know. They don't have an identity. I don't really understand what's going on with that team unless they figure shit out soon. The the Vikings are going to run away with the division. So <clears throat> Packers need to get their shit together. But until they do, uh, losing to or beating the Packers as the Jets is not that impressive. And this week, 
They're taking on the Denver Broncos, who Russell Wilson's banged up. So they might get another backup quarterback that they're going to have to face. The entire state of New York, New Jersey right now is just riding high this year. Yeah. Because they have some okay football teams, according to the record. I mean, especially the Giants. The Giants actually look like a legit team. They beat some really good teams. Uh, hey, the Jets, I called that coach as a coach of the year, by the way. By mistake, but I called it out. Yeah, on accident. Um, <laughs> close enough, though. But uh, yeah, when he said Brian Dable, I was like, because at the time, this was before the season, I thought the Giants were going to suck. So I'm like, the Giants coach? Like, you think called he's going to win coach first, of the year? And you're folks, like, called nope, it here never mind. first. Like, Meant the Bills, Sean McDermott, <laughs> and then now it is going to be Brian Dable if this, if this train keeps rolling. It's on record. Uh, but yeah, it's so many upsets. Uh, I think the one funny story, the Robert Kraft wedding. Oh, yeah. The... Who is this Tom Brady? You have Tom Brady leaving training camp for weeks, retiring, unretiring first. Let's start with that. Retiring, unretiring, coming to training camp, taking a week off. I got to try to fix that marriage. That then he's getting a divorce in midseason. All these rumors are coming out. He takes Wednesdays off, too. Yeah, he, he does not practice on Wednesdays. Now... He takes Friday practice off to go to Robert Kraft's wedding midseason. What Tom Brady misses a midseason two days before a game to go fuck around at a wedding? Any other Tom Brady that I know of would be like, can't make it. Sorry, the football's number one. Uh, the Tom Brady who doesn't give a fuck. And that's what it looked like, when, when, which is weird because then when he, they, they were getting their asses kicked by Pittsburgh and getting embarrassed and manhandled, he's going off on his, his oh, fucking offensive Dave, line. Dave, you, have you ever watched the Kelsey uh, podcast? No. The Didn't Kelsey, even know there was one. The Kelsey brothers? Uh, no. I've heard of it, actually. I've never watched Dude, it, no. Fucking hilarious. But you got to watch this week. Jason if you get and a, Travis, Cleveland Heights boys. If you get a chance to watch it, Jason kind of has some 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 uh, insight to uh, fuck around and find out kind of thing. You know, basically, you know, talking about, you know, it's Tom Brady. He goes, I'm sorry, but you're not going to have a quarterback come talking to me about, you know, if you get touched, it's called roughing the passer, and you're, at, you're yelling at me about wrestling guys three times the size every play trying to protect your ass. Like, that's the kind of stuff you don't do. I'll respect it. I'll listen to him because it's Tom Brady. He won Super Bowls. But fuck around and find out, basically. I, I mean, you got to listen. I was laughing my ass off. But they do a podcast every week, him and his brother. And they talk about the, the most random shit. But this one, I was on, it was actually on TikTok, that one little spiff of it. Yeah. And it was I was laughing because it's basically like, don't ever fuck, don't even try, fucking try it. I mean, it's funny because Jason Kelsey's had one, it's like, they won one Super right, Bowl. But he's a big dude. I think oh, no, that's no, no, a no, point. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying it's funny that he says that when like he hasn't been a part of a consistently winning sure, franchise. Sure. I think if Tom Brady is your quarterback, I think there's a whole new respect. Like yeah. his level of well, what used to be his level of commitment to winning. He's his body got snatched. He's not Tom Brady this year. He isn't. He's this is actual Conspiracy. Tom Brady. This isn't the robot Tom Brady anymore. This is oh, the real version. The robot. The robot and retired last year. Well. Yeah, the robot. <laughs> they he he dried up. They didn't oil him, and they had to retire him. <laughs> This is the Tom Brady that's looking for a new woman. That's why he's at the wedding. That's exactly it. He was out there with his new robo dick, and he's like, time to find some fucking tang over here at Mr. Kraft's <laughs> wedding. How, how many massage tables did he have out in the back, you think, for that wedding? Uh, I don't know. I just heard that the, after they said their their vows, it was a very happy ending. Is what how, I how old is she, by the way? She I heard she's in her 40s. He's 80-something, and she's there in her 40s. There you go. Married for love right there. Oh, 100%. No I'm, money I'm, involved. Not to be morbid, but I'm curious to see if when he kicks the bucket in the next handful of years, whatever, is she getting left everything? How is that going to work? Yeah, it, it's speaking of morbid, not to go too far off tangent, talking about old old men and young bitches. Have you ever watched the true behind the scenes story of uh, Hugh Hefner and all his? Uh, oh, the Secrets of Playboy show yes. on Annie. I've seen a few episodes. I haven't finished it. Yet. I've only seen a couple episodes because Jess has watched it. Mm -hmm. But just hearing some of the horror stories of like the sexcapades and how he would force them to do shit certain shit it's like god fucking christ yeah we'll uh we'll have to 
when when sports die down a little bit, we could talk more about that because I'm actually I was a huge Playboy fan as a kid. Obviously, you're just a young kid. You know, tits got you excited. So I loved Playboy boobs. Um, And then I, I was just turning like around 18 when that show the Girls Next Door was coming out. Oh, they're fucking hot. And they were hot. I loved the show. I was a horny teenager. I'm like, let me turn the show on. I loved it. I watched the show weekly. I thought the Playboy Mansion was fucking amazing. That's when I fell in love with Playboy and Hugh Hefner. I was like, this is incredible. Like, you just get to go hang out and there's hot naked chicks everywhere. I just got turned on, Tim. Don't do that again. Yeah, sorry. Sorry if the table lifts up a little <laughs> bit on the screen there. But I, I I loved it. I just thought it was like really just like not from like a perverted standpoint. I was just really infatuated with Playboy. Well, like, what man would not want to live that man's life? Right. Like I I, I had subscriptions to the magazine and I would honestly go to the stories. Of course. I would honestly read the articles like they had jokes in it and shit. They had really good interviews like. I, honestly, it was really cool. And don't get me wrong. The oh, naked, we believe. Again, yeah. the naked chicks were great. I'm not denying that I enjoyed that also, but I loved Playboy. So seeing that A&E show was kind of like, fuck, like Hugh Hefner's kind of a fucking pig. Like it really makes you learn. But at the same time, it's like he wasn't necessarily like it wasn't sexual assault. No, no. He was just he was a guy with money and power and women were willing to do things for him. Right. And he, he took advantage of that. And it's like a cool way of it's, like, it's, hey, if you're going to if I tell you to jump on my cock and you're going to do it let's do it like that's it's, cool it's just now hearing it out of the uh the, the context and like in the kind of coming from the sorrowful side of what they're saying and they're not talking I mean, about it in a gleeful way this is crazy it's very reminiscent of deshaun watson you have these women who essentially are coming out with buyer's remorse they regret what happened so now they're like oh i didn't want to do it but i didn't i was young i didn't know what to do so it's like i get it you might have regrets but don't try to like paint him as this monster if you were willingly doing it what 80-year-old man is going to turn down a hot 21-year-old blonde that's going to fuck him? He's going to be like, you want to do this? Fuck yeah, let's do this. Nobody's and now you're like, no, nobody I, I shouldn't have done that now. And Hugh Hefner's like, well, I'm fucking glad you didn't say no because that was awesome. Like, he, popped those, he popped those pills. Give daddy about five minutes. We're good to go. Yeah, we could talk about that all day. We'll do that another time. Sorry, way off shit. tangent. It just no, made me right. think about it because it was hilarious. You know, we talk about a lot of old men fucking young chicks on this show. It's just a thing. What we do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, week six, we'll qu quickly go through it because we got to get, get to our picks here in a second. Um, but an interesting week. You had a hell of a game between the Bills and the the Chiefs. That was game of the year that, so far. That was that that fit the bill. That that's what we expected. I lived be. up to the expectations, although a little more of a defensive struggle than I thought it was going to be. It's kind of nice to see but Josh Allen get the revenge he wanted there. Yes and no. I, to me, I think it's kind of funny that you know it's a regular season win. I don't. I mean, good for them. It's going to help them probably get the one seed. But in the playoffs, clean slate. You never know what you're going to see. Playoff football and same thing with playoff baseball, etc. The playoffs, it's a whole different animal. <clears throat> Thursday night football, we had a fucking dud of a game. Commanders twelve, Bears seven. What's Amazon freaking out yet? You think? Uh, no. Tomorrow should be a really good game. Actually, I'm kind of excited for that one. You have the Saints and the Cardinals. That should mm -hmm. be a fun one. Uh, another upset. 49ers lose to the Falcons, twenty eight to fourteen. Honestly, it makes me feel a little bit better about losing to this Falcons team because they just beat the Niners, and the Niners are a team with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were a game away from the Super Bowl last year. They have. They actually have expectations where the Browns are playing kind of with house money with Jacoby Brissett. Um, so that was an upset Patriots 38 Browns, 15 embarrassing jets, 27 Packers, 10 upset special. Um, this one, I won't even call an upset. This was just two teams that don't, you don't really know who they are. Uh, Jaguars losing to the Colts, uh, 34 to 27 that was a coin toss game there. Matt Ryan. Yeah, it honestly was Matt Ryan had himself a, a hell of a game. Uh, Vikings barely beat the dolphins without Tua, 24 to 16. Bengals beat the Saints 30 to 26. The Saints are banged up bad. Uh, I guess it's not an upset since they're now five and one, but the Giants beat the Ravens. I didn't believe that the Ra the Giants were a legitimate team. And now I'm 
I'm kind of learning. As I said earlier, as coach we talk, of the year. It's clearly as we go with it. As we do our picks every week, I, I've gotten so many wrong this year, and I've realized. And, and I was listening to the Rosenthal Jeselnik podcast, yeah. and they said oh, the same I haven't thing. heard a new one yet. I, I'm only like halfway through it, but they brought up the same thing. They're like, aside from a couple of teams, every team in the league is just fucking average. Oh, I heard that one. They haven't done. They said one? it today too. Oh, okay, All right. uh, or whatever. Yesterday's whenever it came out. Um, but they're so right. It's honestly like a team like Ravens Giants. You look at that, you go, I'm picking the Ravens a hundred times out of a hundred. Right. And then the Giants play a hell of a game. They beat them, and you go, fuck. The Giants are actually kind of good. I think Daniel Jones is just. I don't know. I don't know what he is or who he is, but he's just doing the right things. And then here, <clears throat> Seahawks Cardinals. You see that? You go, Cardinals are going to win by a hundred. Yeah. I picked the Seahawks. Geno Smith. Their offense, for whatever reason, is no joke. I don't understand how they're doing it. More credit to Pete Carroll. I thought he would have keeled over and died on I the sideline. I thought they were playing for a quarterback pick this year, but that's what I, I did too. My buddy wants a quarterback, but now they might have to wait. You're not going to get one. He's You're going to trade off every time they win. Kinda. Like he's he's excited, <laughs> but at the same time, he's like, "What the fuck? Like we're missing out on quarterbacks every win." Uh, Buccaneers, as we said, lost to the Steelers. That's another one of like the Buccaneers three and three with Tom Brady against the Steelers. I'm willing to just pick them as the winner, no questions asked. Um, Panthers, Rams, Rams win 24 to 10 bills, 24 chiefs, 20 Eagles, 26 Cowboys, 17 staying at six and oh, the only undefeated team. And then an ugly fucking game chargers versus Broncos. No touchdowns thrown for Justin Herbert <laughs> defensive battle. What's going on with the chargers injuries. It's, it's I had such high hopes for that team. That broken offense, ribs, no Bosa. Uh, JC Jackson's not playing like he did in new England because he doesn't have Bill Belichick anymore. So that's obviously coming to fruition. <clears throat> ugly game. I mean, just, I mean, I won't even say ugly. It was just defensive. Yeah. Most people just categorize a defensive game as ugly, but it's not. Hey, what's up, Greg? Um, <laughs> speaking of our baseball guy, we talked about you earlier in the episode. Um, so that was week six really quick. Cause we are really running late. Um, NBA picks. Let's get right to him. We have defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, MVP. Who do you think is going to be in the championship and who's winning the championship? Uh, I will start my defensive player of the year pick Anthony Davis. Really? Wow, okay. On a hunch. I think they're moving him to center. <clears throat> I think he's going to be able to play his best version of basketball. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to I wanted to make wild card picks for these. So yeah. I went with Anthony Davis. Interesting. Okay, I went with Rudy Gobert. I just think that he's always there. Newly acquired Timberwolf. Yes, I think he's going to have a hell of a season. My my long shot was Marcus Smart, though. Because I, I think the Celtics are going to be a, a good team. And he's a hell of a defensive player as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Uh, but those are my two... My Rudy for sure, but Marcus is a long, long, Gobert long is pick. definitely a good pick. I, I'm just curious to see how it's going to work with him and Carl Anthony Towns yeah. now. Sure. He, it's going to be a good team, though. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. I just, Carl Anthony Towns is a pretty good defensive player, too. So that's going to take away a little bit of the, the blocks that Gobert right. would get. It's going to hurt his stats a little bit. Um, uh, next up, we have rookie of the year. Uh, I have Paulo Banchero. I did pick him. My second was uh, Jabari Smith. Okay. I, Obviously, if he didn't get hurt, I probably would have picked Chet Holmgren for this, yeah. but he got hurt. <laughs> so maybe next year he can win Rookie of the Year. I don't know how that works. I think he's he'll be considered a rookie if he doesn't play. Yeah, because he has no time under, under yeah. his rookie career. So, yeah, so yeah. Chalk it up for next year. I'm probably going to go with Chet Holmgren. Is that for your early of the year pick? Next year. Okay. Early, okay. very okay. early right. prediction. Uh, MVP. I'll let you go first because I think I have a curveball here. I, I had a curveball too, but I mean, my easy pick is Luca to take okay. it this year. I'm going Jason Tatum. Oh, okay. I looked at him. I was thinking about him. My, my curveball was Zion Williamson. Okay. Uh, I he has the potential. I just I, I can't say if he stays see, healthy. I need to see that guy stay healthy and, and stay right? out of the, the McDonald's. Sure. <laughs> well he's, he's lost some weight. He he lost it, but he always finds it too. I know, so I know. But yeah, I think Luca's easy pick there. Sounds uh, like the story of my life. <laughs> well, Tim, if you if you go to Duke and start dunking, that'll definitely be the story of your life. <laughs> I'd be interested in seeing that. Um but yeah, Jason Tatum I'm going with because he can score. 
He worked out all offseason with KD. Yeah. Uh, he has great defense. Obviously, the Boston Celtics looked fucking great last night. So I just wanted to I wanted to pick somebody that I don't think I, ever, I don't think it's a, a long, long shot. I think it could potentially be there because he's he's a hell of a basketball player. I think though the, the top of the list is probably like it's Embiid, uh Luca, Gian, Giannis, uh maybe Curry, and then maybe Tatum would be in the top five. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go with Tatum. Yeah. I want to I'm gonna pick okay. somebody that most people aren't picking. Embiid sucks. I, I agree with that. I don't think Embiid should get an MVP. I think the Sixers suck. Uh, Doc Rivers, I think, is an overrated coach. It was kind of fun to watch him get their asses kicked last night, even though it was against Boston. Yeah, did you just that that one play where Harden made a what's his face fall down and he fucking missed that entire three air ball air yeah. ball the shit out of it. <laughs> you had that moment, everyone on you and nothing. That's that's what happens when he's he's getting old. It's not the same James Harden anymore. Poor James. Uh, in the championship game or uh, the the. NBA championship. Who who do you have? Boston Golden State. Repeat. I yes, and it's and I'll jump ahead here. Golden State until you can prove you can beat them. I am going with a again. I wanted to pick way off the cuff, like wild card right. picks here. I have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Denver Nuggets. Holy shit! Wow. Last year, Nikolai Jokic had the, the Nuggets at forty eight wins without Jamal Murray, without Michael uh, yeah. uh, Carter Jr. or Porter Jr. They're back. They're healthy. Jamal Murray is one of the best players in the league when healthy. If Jokic was able to single-handedly carry that team to 48 wins, you're now adding a couple extra great players. I think they're really an interesting team to keep an eye on. So I'm just, I wanted to pick something different. I like it. I mean, it's just, to me, it's until you can prove you can beat Golden State in, the, in a series, you're not beating Golden State. I think Golden State's going to be a different team this year because there's a lot of drama. You obviously have the punch. Chipper had to Google who that person was before you put him in the chat room. <laughs> ja Morant. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> who was for MVP, Ja Morant? Rookie of the year. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> Chipper would pick somebody because I think John Morant listens to a lot of hip hop. If you catch my drift, Chipper. Hip hop? Hip hop. They, they don't talk about John Morant in those uh, those meetings with the white sheets you go to, Chipper, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I went with Denver. I just think it's funny uh, or interesting that Jokic was able to do so much. He's back-to-back MVP. Yeah. Or he's, he's won a couple MVPs. Just uh, a couple, yeah. 48 wins last year without Jamal Murray. Missed the whole season. He's back. Uh the Warriors have J- Draymond Green, who wanted a huge contract in the offseason. And the, the Warriors are like, no way. We're going to pay this guy. We're going to pay that guy. Hey, he punched himself into giving what's-his-face a contract. He extension. did. And, and a lot of people think that that's going to cause a lot of disruption with, with Draymond Green. I mean, think about it. When they won their championship in crunch time last year, Draymond Green wasn't on the floor. No. They realized that he needs to go. And I think that could cause some disruption because a normal team would go, okay, this guy's no longer as valuable. you got to move on. That's mm-hmm. smart uh, basketball. Draymond Green's got an attitude. Draymond Green is not no, going to take not, this like exactly. No. He's not going to go out without without a fight. So he's going to kind of fuck up the chemistry, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. But uh, obviously, I hope that happens because Golden State Warriors can all go fuck themselves. And I hope San Francisco, while they're at a game, breaks off the California coast and just floats off into the ocean forever. But how do you really feel? I fucking hate him. I'm pretty honest about it. Uh, I also have Milwaukee as the champion. And you're sticking with Golden oh, State. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry. I just <clears throat> I, I don't want to root for Golden State, but just looking at the obvious choice there, I just I just don't think you can beat them. That team, when healthy, in a seven game series. That's fair enough. Greg, you came a little late. We started the show off with heavy baseball. So what do we owe the honor of Greg today? By the way, just he was doing some uh, pinballing. Actually, I talked oh, to him earlier over at the uh, Kid Force. Oh, okay. Nice. He didn't know our time had changed, so he was like, "What do you guys? What time do you guys get there for your show? Because yeah. you go on at nine. And I was like, we'll be there at like 630. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. When did this change? So, yeah, unfortunately, the schedules didn't line up, but I'm happy to see him. Uh, let's get right into picks because we always basically what we do every week is we waste too much time doing picks and everything. And our Browns preview has to only be like two minutes. 
Well, that's all the Browns deserve this year so far. At this point, minutes. yeah, that's actually very true. But let's roll right through it. Yeah, let's let's put those picks up. Uh, what's the uh, record now there? Tim? It did not. I mean, Kyle still has a six. You're out, oh. right? See you later, man. Great seeing you. Hey, buddy. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Kyle came in with a six uh, six game lead last week and left with a six game lead because yeah. we both went five and uh, I think five and nine. Yeah, there were only fourteen games last week because of bye. That was a bad week. Still got the lead. It was though. ugly for everybody. All right. Thursday night football, you have the New Orleans Saints who are banged up as fuck two and four against the Cardinals, who are also two and four. Yeah, I don't care. Give me the Saints. Really? I'm taking the Saints here. I got a feeling I think the Saints win this one. <sighs> yeah, banged up or not banged up. Yeah, I think they got it. Give me the Cardinals. I figured you'd take the other one. Well, I mean, did you see their injury report? Honestly, yeah, I did. But I'm, that's why I'm They I'm said Michael Thomas, Marshawn the Lattimore. They don't even know what QB they're going to be going that with tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm going with the Cardinals. Cardinals also get DeAndre Hopkins back. Uh, there's a JG burp. That was a good one. It took you long enough. Falcons and Bengals, both three Bless and three. You. Thank you. Uh, this is an interesting one. This is at home for the Bengals. You have the Falcons who've been playing really well. The Bengals who've been playing a little inconsistently. Um, I got to go with the Bengals. I got to go with the home team. This is a split for me. Yeah, this was a <clears throat> kind of a toss up just because I don't, again, the Falcons are just one of those teams you don't know. Uh, but no, give me since he had home with this one as well. Lions one and four against the Cowboys four and two. Cowboys are supposed to get Dak back. Kyle, uh, Kyle's going with the, the Lions. I can already tell. <laughs> I really want. I'm going with the Cowboys. Hey, that's fine. I I'm I'm gonna go with the Cowboys too. But I really thought long and hard about this one with them getting Dak back. I just don't know if I trust the I Cowboys. I wish you would anymore. pick them. That would be great. <laughs> no, give me the Cowboys. Here. The three and two Colts go to the three and two Tennessee Titans in a battle of the AFC South. Give me the home team. Give me. Derrick Henry. Yeah, give me the Titans here as well. I just I think the Colts are just not good enough to win this game. Yeah, the Colts seem to like make they they play a little bit better against really bad teams. Right. And I think the Titans are a much better opponent than they've seen this year. So give me them. Uh Packers and Commanders. You have Tyler Henneke leading the Commanders with Carson Wentz being injured. I picked him up this week in fantasy because I needed to. Yeah, it's one of those years. It's one of those years in one of my leagues. Yes. Well, hopefully he finds Terry McLaurin and remembers that he's still on the team because right. some people may have forgotten. <laughs> um, Packers commanders, I'll let you go. I think I've, yeah, I've, no, I've I, gone first. I mean, I think uh, you said it before the Packers were trash, but I, I think the Packers have enough in it to win this game against the commanders. I, I do too, actually. Yeah. I'm going with it. I'm, I'm with Green Bay. I think this is the week they figure it out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got embarrassed last week by the Jets. And not taking anything away from the Jets, I will give the Jets a lot of credit. Quinn and Williams is a stud defensive tackle. I mean, that kid, I, I would love him on the Browns. Um, he was in Aaron Rodgers' face all day last week. So Aaron Rodgers is going to have a little bit of an easier going here, uh, less pressure. He'll be able to establish a run a little bit. And I think Tyler Henneke coming in, that poor kid, took him to the playoffs, almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just to get replaced in the offseason and then plays again when some injuries happen. By a quarterback get... who your coach doesn't want as quarterback, it seems like. Oh, I was talking last year with Fitzpatrick. Oh, sorry. Okay, you're right. And then this year, year same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Replaced by yeah. Carson Wentz. So it's like this poor guy, like he's he's the Jimmy Garoppolo of Washington. Watch him come out now and light it up in like four touchdowns, 300 yards. Wouldn't be surprised, but <laughs> you never know with them. I'm, I'm hoping not because I'm picking the Packers. Uh, Tampa Bay against the, the Panthers. You have P.J. Walker starting again for Carolina. This one's easy for me. Give me Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay wins this one pretty easily. How about, we didn't even talk about it, but the trade. Uh, Anderson traded to the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Ron, Ron, Ronnie Anderson. Um, or Robbie Anderson. Robbie. Yeah. So it, it's a running joke because he used to play for the Jets. We call him Ronnie Sanderson to the Jets fans because we'd always be like, who the fuck is that? Because they'd all get excited and be like, oh, Ronnie Anderson. And we were like, who? Ronnie Sanders? Like, we just fucked around with that. So it's Robbie <laughs> Anderson. I actually should know his real name at this point. Um, 
Yeah, traded from Carolina because he Some got drama yelling, last week. Yeah, which is ironic because he obviously said he would retire before he played with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield went there. Baker Mayfield has sucked. The wide receivers haven't done shit. Baker Mayfield gets hurt. PJ Walker comes in. Then Robbie Anderson goes crazy in the sidelines, get, gets kicked out of the game essentially, and then gets traded the next day to Arizona because Hollywood Brown for Arizona's hurt. Uh, so they're gonna try to throw Robbie Anderson into the mix with getting DeAndre Hopkins back. I doubt Ronnie and Robbie Anderson plays tomorrow, uh, but we'll see. Uh, but interesting trade, yeah. It's another wide receiver that Baker Mayfield has pushed out of town. He's just keeps kind on, of ironic he just how keeps that on doing it. Coaches fired, wide receivers traded. Maybe if you learn how hey, to run routes and yeah, got open. No, it's Kevin Stefanski's fault. Don't you forget it, guys. If you know how to run routes, it'd be okay. Yeah, that's all it is because that's all it takes for Baker Mayfield <laughs> to throw you at balls to be open. Uh, Giants, Jags. Give me the Giants here. Give me the five and one Giants. Yeah, it's hard to pick against the Giants now, right? At this I mean, point, I got to roll with them till yeah, the end. Give me the Giants here as well. Uh, next is Browns and Ravens, but we will save that to the end. Jets and Broncos. Interesting one here. Four and two Jets against a two and four Broncos. <clears throat> I, I don't trust the Broncos to do anything this year. Uh, give me the Jets. Give me Denver. Jets haven't seen a defense this good. The Denver defense actually surprisingly is one of the best in football. They average only one touchdown a week, if I'm not mistaken, or a game. Um, they're really good. The Jets haven't seen a defense this good. Oh, could be two games you're making up this week. Could be right here. So give me Denver. And Kyle is taking the New York. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Is that how you do it? I don't know. Yeah, something okay. like that. I always All make fun right. of them about that, too, because I always say, you guys <laughs> you guys are so dumb, you got to spell your fucking own team name <laughs> We have to time. make sure it's that's, correct before they say it. That's their celebration is J-E-T-S, and they have to look at each other like, was that right? <laughs> Is Texans a, and the Raiders, a two teams coming off a bye week. The one and three Texans, I'm sorry, one, three and one Texans against mm -hmm. the one and four Raiders. Uh, I think we're going to be on the same page with this one. Give me the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raiders. The Raiders played really well before their bye week against the Chiefs on that Monday night game. Uh, I think they'll come out and kind of lay an assing to the Texans. I, nothing still official with Adams yet. I mean, they, he's got the charges pressed against them. Now it's moving to an NFL uh, thing, so he can still play. But Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything yeah. yet. It's kind of, they swept it under the rug for the most part. Uh, Seahawks-Chargers actually should be a pretty fun game. Um, you have an offense that explodes uh, in, in, in the Seahawks, and their ground game is fantastic. They, they're one of the best running, running teams in the league right now, and the Chargers have one of the worst rushing defenses. Give me Seattle. Oh, another game. We're different here. Give me the really? Chargers at home. Yep. Yeah, I'm going Seattle. <clears throat> I've seen enough out of the Chargers. They barely, uh, they barely beat us. Then they barely beat the Broncos last week. They're struggling. They're banged up. Guys are hurt. JC Jackson was getting benched. Um, they can't stop the run. Seattle, I think. Uh, just give me the better coach for whatever reason. Um, his name's slipping my mind. The head coach of the Chargers. Um, he's a. Home guy local from, guy too. I yeah. can't remember his fucking name. Um, I forget either. It's, it's Stanley. Stan. Uh, no, something like that. But whatever. He he's making some questionable calls lately. Questionable decisions. Um, I don't know. I, I got a weird feeling about this one, so I'm gonna go with. I'm going with Seattle. Joe Staley. That's it. I knew it would come to me. Uh, Chiefs 49ers. Yeah, you were there, Stanley. <laughs> you were thinking of the office, of course. Um, boy, have you lost your mind? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs against the 49ers. Give me the Chiefs. Here. Not Pretty on simple. pretzel day. Uh, yeah, give me the Chiefs on this one. Pretty simple right there. Oh, whoops, you picked the Chargers. I actually wrote Seattle for you. Steelers, Dolphins, Sunday night football. How the fuck is this a Sunday night football game? Well, before the season started, it looked pretty, maybe it looked fun, you know. I guess. 
Not with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, though. Who, who, who would have thought that the Steelers would be this bad? I mean, we thought I mean, they'd they're be... coming off a win, and their their record's the same as ours, so I can't really talk too much shit at this that's, point. That's true, very true. Uh, but you know, we got Tua back, right? Tua's back this week. Uh, I think so. I think he cleared concussion protocol last week, and he, he admitted to today that he like doesn't remember anything. He like blacked out. He's got probably some fucking severe head trauma. Uh, that's it. Keep throwing that. Uh, that <laughs> and now he gets to go against the Steelers defense. Yeah, so give me the Dolphins in this one with Tua back. I think I the Dolphins agree. win. Yeah, yeah the, the, I think last week was a fluke for the Steelers. Uh, Dolphins should win this one pretty easily. Monday night football on ESPN. Kind of another weird game, Shit too. game. Yeah. Chicago Bears against the New England Patriots. I, for one, uh, unless I have to start Khalil Herbert at running back, I have no intentions of watching much of this game. No, I, I will be doing other things Monday night. but the, I'll, I'll flip it on every once in a while to check scores, but I really don't have any interest in this one. Uh, I guess the one thing to keep an eye on for Browns fans, and it's a shame that we've come to this, but because of the year that we've had, we have to kind of just watch AFC teams. And that's the other thing with Browns fans. They're all freaking out. They want everyone fired. They want Joe Woods fired. They want Kevin Stefanski fired because we're two and four. Look around the league. Most teams are two and four. Yeah, three AFC and three. is interesting this year. Everybody's right there. So everyone in Cleveland wants to panic and clean house, and it's the worst season ever when we're actually right on par with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So going to be interesting. So yeah, I will definitely be watching. Uh, just other AFC teams like just checking the scores. Yeah, I kind of want the Steelers to win on Sunday because I would like the Dolphins to drop and I would like the Bears to win because I want the Patriots to drop a little bit. I need a Browns fans just need AFC teams to lose. And obviously the Steelers are in our division, but I think the Browns are the better team. We already have the advantage of beating them head to head. So in a situation like this, you want to root for the Steelers, unfortunately. Um, but with so, that being said, so we you're are taking the Bears. No, no, no. Oh, uh, I was going to say the Patriots. Yeah, I said, I want the Bears. To oh, yeah, win, I'm, taking the pa- the I'm taking the Patriots too. Yeah. Okay. I just meant we should be rooting for AFC teams to lose. Okay. Uh, yeah. So New England for that one, and that gets us to Cleveland and Baltimore. Do do we have to do this again? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Baltimore by a hundred. No, I'm just I, kidding. I, I honestly, I'm, I just hate playing the Ravens because it's like these are the games, and, and you don't have to give Jackson a reason to, but he literally shits on us, shits on our stadium, and then shits on us. Yeah, he takes quarters off to go take shits and yes, then comes back and, and then plays. comes back and shits on us on the field. Uh, I'll explain why he shits. Okay, go ahead. Well, it's because he eats it's fiber. You know, you should know <laughs> that by now. Um, I'll explain why as we go on, but I, I'll, I'll start off. Uh, I'm going Baltimore. I, I am right there with you. <laughs> I have reached a point where I am fed up with the Browns losing. I get it. I'm not expecting much because we're playing with a backup quarterback. This is a this is a give me or not a throwaway season, but it kind of is. Um, is this is like reverse psychology moment for you, where you're gonna like pick against the Browns, like an, a Guardians thing. No, you, this is me oh, saying as of right now, especially looking at the schedule going forward. I don't think I'll pick the Browns again until the Texans game. Got it. Truthfully, got it. Um, I, I I gave the Browns a little too much credit last week. I really wanted to go with New England last minute. I'm like, nope, I'm a fan. I'm going with the fucking Browns. We're gonna beat Bailey Zappi. <laughs> fandom takeover, and we lost by like thirty. So. I am never doing that again. That's safe to say. Uh, yeah, give me Baltimore and spoiler alert, give me Cincinnati next week unless their fucking plane goes down on the way to Cleveland or something. That's the only way I'll pick against. Uh, I'll, I'll pick the Browns. I don't know. The Browns play okay under the light sometimes. That might be a, going in their favor. Different team. I mean, it's a different year, different team. It's hard to really predict. You, you know, Baker did show up against the Ravens most games. We don't have Baker anymore. I don't know how Jacoby Brissett's going to handle it. They do not have a very good defense. The, the the Ravens, their secondary is questionable to say the least. We but, can, I think it's going to, we can score on this team. We can run on this team. We can pass on this team. 
What we cannot do is stop him from running the ball because we have no run defense right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to, we have no uh, answer for, for Lamar Jackson. Who's going to spy on him? Deion Jones. No, one. you're going to, you traded for this linebacker to run the defense and you're going to make him just spy on Jackson. Cause it's not going to be talky talky. Maybe JOK. If that guy could get his head out of his ass. Uh, I love JOK when we drafted him. He did. I know do, you did too. He did do well last year spying on Jackson. He actually was pretty good at it, but, but so far this year, he looks like he's never played football. He's invisible this year. Yeah. I don't even know what to and make. There's of the person they're talking about then. <laughs> Who's? Oh yeah, yeah honestly, it might be. It, there's a very good chance that, that could be somebody they have a big issue with, uh, and I wouldn't blame him at all. Honestly, there's not much on the defense, and I, I can say nice things about. Yeah. Miles Garrett is the only guy that it's it's more like you have to defend him because he's getting double and triple teamed. He's the only guy out there actually trying. You see him out there, and I understand he's a professional athlete, so you expect him to be superior athleticism and, and you know elite uh stamina etc at the end of the games how many times do you see him standing there and he looks dead he's winded I and mean, yeah. he's like literally huffing and puffing and i'm like fuck we're, he's never gonna touch he's he has to take these plays yeah. off because he's so fucking tired i just don't see him getting to lamar this week the offensive line's not good for for uh no i mean but it's the same thing it, it clowny was out today so yeah. was so was miles you hope they play. If we're without Clowney, we're, we are. There's no chance. If we have Clowney, there's a small chance that we could kind of contain Jackson every once in a while because you have both those guys coming off the edge. But if it's just Miles and then it's like fucking Alex Wright or whoever is the other end, well, we have ed- no chance. Edge all day. You leave that middle wide open. There's no one in the middle to stop him. You Again, you hope that this new guy from Atlanta plays and you hope Deion Jones is a difference maker in the run game. You hope. We're so negative right now, but I just I don't see. I, I do think it's going to be I, a higher than normal scoring we're game. We're week though. seven, and we've seen nothing, nothing to really put faith in. Right, I haven't at least. I mean, I think Chubb gets his hundred. I think Chubb gets hundred yards. Yeah, the, their secondary is banged up. Their defense isn't great. So I the, wouldn't the yards doubt it. Will if be there. Amari's probably going to get a hundred, maybe close to a hundred and a touchdown. I wouldn't doubt it if Njoku doesn't have a touchdown either. However, they create turnovers. And huge news: we're without Wyatt Teller. Is he that won- official that he's out? Uh, I or think he's, I, he's, I, I sitting up. he's he's right now he's listed as doubtful. Okay, and it's not gonna it's not looking good. That's a um, huge miss for us. <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, we brought in. I don't. It's the I don't, heart of your line right there. Forgot his name off the top of my head, but we brought in a backup, and I don't think it really mattered because we couldn't run the ball against New England from the beginning. So I don't necessarily think losing Wyatt Teller hurt our run game last week. But that's another thing, Browns fans don't take into consideration. We lost one of the best offensive guards in football. And then Browns fans said, keep running the ball anyway. Right. It, it's, you you got to understand that Kevin Stefanski knows more about football than any of us, myself included. He knows what he's doing. Trust the guy. We were in that game until the third quarter when we had a uh, the onside kick we should have had. It just, the guy was stepping out of bounds. That was a really well-timed play, well-executed. AJ Green was just standing on the sideline. That fucked us. Uh, you had the fumble for the punt. Uh, and then the defense just fucking gave up a bunch of touchdowns, rushing plays, et cetera. Everyone took their foot off the gas, but we were in that game for a while for three fourths of it. Almost. We were in that mm-hmm. game and the wheels fell off. Um, so I, I can't fault anything that Stefanski did in that game. Letting Jacoby Brissett throw because they were expecting run is smart. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. You don't want to become a predictable offense where it's just, well, we know they're going to run the ball. So just stack the box. And that's what I mean. What's what Belichick did was just stack the box, anyways. And, and the defense he was so running good. was very interesting, though. They're so good at like filling the gaps. Uh, 
defensively. Like they made Nick Chubb go into spots. He like the Lions trying to open up this hole, and the defense was going, "Nope, we're going to close that." Yeah, they you collapsed so way. many different it holes. Was, it was insane to like, watch. Did truthfully. you watch all twenty-two? A little no, bit? I didn't. Just to watch some of the plays, the runs, the defense he was calling. Like he'd have like a a front seven up there, knowing that they were going to run. And as soon as that the ball was hiked, the, the line would move back a little bit. And then the defensive line would crush in, and then the linebacker would fill those holes. Yeah, and he couldn't go anywhere. It was great. And he hats off to Belichick. It's like almost like he's a good coach or something. Yeah, it's crazy. He, it seems like he knows what he's doing. Crazy. Um, we've won one game with the Yankees and Strohs, by the way, in the third. Ooh, um, he got a home run for the Yankees. I don't know. I just I just clicked it. I didn't actually look at it. Take yet. bets here. Do you think it's a home run? Uh more than likely. That's the only way they know how to score. Let's see. We have a home run by Bader. Bader off Here's Verlander. Bader. So, yeah, that's the only way they can score. Uh, but, yeah, back to the Browns. Uh, I'm expecting us to lose pretty badly this weekend, honestly. And, and uh, this was a game that I, I believe I had scheduled or picked as a loss going into the season. We did the schedule game. Yeah, because we picked, I think, one and one. I think we picked loss and win, home and away. Yeah, I think I had us splitting with Baltimore because we play them in the second half of the season. Watson right. will be here. Um, I mean, sure, we fucked up. We should not have lost to the Jets. We should not have lost to the Falcons. Um, lost to the Chargers, and we shouldn't have lost to the Chargers. But I'm 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 going off what I picked in the preseason. Uh, in the preseason, I picked us to lose to the Chargers, mm-hmm. so that one's okay. Um, it would have been great to win. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying a loss is okay. But in terms of where we're going to be at when Watson comes back, those two losses to the Jets and to the Falcons fucked up the whole season. Sure, that ruined everything. That ruined all your plans for when Watson comes back. You were expecting to be battling for the division, possibly battling for a wild card spot. You get your franchise quarterback to return and boom, you take the next step and you go to the playoffs. You become a, you know, the dynasty, uh, probably not going to happen. Not looking good. Uh, this is a game where I might, if had we had beaten, I'll even give the, I'll give the Falcons loss. I'll, I'll count it. We should have beat the chargers because of missed field goal. We should have beat the jets. We should be four and two. Yep. Going into this game. I would 100% pick the Browns right now. If we were four and two, I'd be confident. I'd be thinking we can definitely compete with a team like the 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 Ravens. Um, but after what I've seen so far, I can't do it. Right. Like I said, I, I'm not picking the Browns again for at least until Watson comes back. What's your score predict? I mean, honestly, I could see the Ravens putting up like 30 plus and us maybe maybe hitting 20s. Like I think we're going to lose by double digits. Okay, I had it at 35 24. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, double digit loss. It's definitely going to be. I don't think it's going to be that close. I just think they're they're the way our defense has showed they can't stop Bailey Zeppi. They can't stop Marcus Mariota. They couldn't stop Joe fucking Flacco. I do not have faith in them stopping Lamar Jackson, who is an MVP. So yeah, I think it's going to be ugly. I don't have faith in this team anymore. Um, I 100% believe it's a scheme issue with the defense. It's a Joe Woods issue. But I also don't think they're going to do much about it. They're going to wait till the offseason because mm-hmm. the season's a wash to them. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. But I'll, I mean, I'll still watch it and just hope to pray that we pull something off. But I have I have zero faith that we're going to win this game. I also think like there's fans out there that are pissed still about the Watson trade because it quote unquote cost us the season. <clears throat> but I also look at it that I think the Browns were anticipating Watson coming back after like six to eight games. And if you look at the way the schedule works out. That would really have turned the season around because using Brissett to get us to maybe the bye week after Halloween would have been fine. I think we could have probably been about 500 if you knew Watson was coming back. I think that would have put a little bit of a bigger fire under the players. But knowing he's coming back damn near at the end of the season kind of makes them go, oh, fuck. Like, 
we don't have a chance. It's not going to matter when he returns anyway. Right. So it's right. going to be interesting to see how they, if, if the team steps up, you had all the people talking, not talking shit, but um, he had some finger pointing in Berea today. And it's only Wednesday. It's early. It's still a lot to happen until Sunday. I'm very curious. Who to gets thrown under the bus tomorrow? Yes. That's what I was going to say. I wonder who, how it gets addressed tomorrow. Do they bring up, do they re-interview John Johnson? And does he, does he backtrack? Does he say, Oh, I didn't mean anything like that. You guys took it out of context. I wasn't singling anybody out. Or is he going to double down and be like, no, there's absolutely guys that need to fucking step it up because we're trying to win football games and we're trying to be competitive. Right. Agree. Curious to see what happens with that. Um, But yeah, I mean, give me the, I, I don't know what the Browns can really do. We're going to get into a situation here and this is my worry. Um, We're going to be losing. They're going to take the run game away because if you're down by double digits and it's the second half, you can't really run the ball that much. You have to start passing to try to catch up score wise. And if, we take the ball out of Nick Chubb's hands. That's our bread and butter for the offense. It's exactly what the Patriots did to us last week. I'm assuming the Ravens are going to be coming in with that same type of game plan. Um, I do know that people asked, and this was really funny to me, because, it, again, it shows the stupidity of Clevelanders <clears throat> and sports fans in general. They asked Stefanski today, are there changes coming with the defense or anything like that? And he was like, no, you know, we're we're going to put our heads down. We're going to we're, have a good practice week, et cetera. And after the game, people were like mocking Stefanski, like, oh, great idea that the defense has been great so far. Why change anything? And I'm thinking in my head, like, do you really think he's going to go? Yeah, actually, our scheme is terrible. So this week against the Ravens, we're going to stop running zone. We're going to go to man and we're going to tip our hand to the Ravens and let them know everything we're going to do so they can plan accordingly. (laughs) I feel like there are going to be some adjustments made this week. And I think fans are just too dumb to realize that Stefanski's not going to go on national radio or television, whatever, and tell everybody what his fucking plans are. Well, I, mean, I, that, I can't believe how dumb the fans are. That would be kind of against the point of being a coach, right? Right. <laughs> they want him to tell the fans exactly what's going to happen, uh, what the game plan is going to be, who's in trouble, and name sure, names. And make sure you text the other coach yeah. and tell him that. No so. secrets. Tell the fans everything because we won't tell anybody. It's not like it's leaked everywhere where everybody has access to it. Right. It just shows you the stupidity of the fans. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm over the fans right now. And, and they're, we're doing all this with a. I, I can't stress this enough. We need the fans, though. We need people to follow our show more, you know. And- no, I mean fans of the Browns. Oh, I see. Okay. I just I'm so <laughs> sick of the the hatred of the, everything with the Browns. When again, we're playing with Jacoby Brissett. Before the season started, everybody said our wide receivers suck. Our offense is going to be garbage. Then they said Jacoby Brissett's terrible. We're going to suck without Baker. The offense is actually really good, and everyone's still pissed off at Stefanski in the offense, even though the defense is what's letting everybody down. Right. I don't understand the thought process from everybody. That's what's mind-boggling to me. What can you do? I mean, I I try to give facts and figures and explain things in depth to people, but they don't want to hear it. That That's that's the worst part about it all is it's like talking to a fucking wall. It's like every year we do the same thing. <clears throat> we get excited for the Browns. We we talk ourselves into a a three and one, four and one start. We're going to be okay. We'll survive the middle part of the schedule. You know, Deshaun comes back. We'll be perfect. And this, and we both just saw what's happening now, probably happening anyways. I mean, realistically though, looking at that schedule and looking at how those games played out, we should have been three and one. Four yeah. And oh, but as a Browns fan, you're used to this type of feeling and outcome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, to me, it's nothing new. And again, we're the youngest team in football. We're playing with a backup quarterback. We've only lost one game by more than three points. It's not that bad, everybody. It's really not. Look at the rest of the NFL. The Browns' situation is not that bad. Right. They're just over They're 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 so diehard about the Browns that it's the worst thing in the world to them when we lose. Which I get it. You want to win every game, 
But again, look at the Ravens. The Ravens are in a very similar situation as the Browns. They have blown multiple double-digit leads so far this year. They're only three and three. They're not going, they're not killing it. Lamar Jackson's like everyone's talk of the town. He's gonna win MVP. He's so fucking good. They're three and three. He's turning the ball over more than he's ever turned it over in his life. He's mm-hmm. not playing that well as of late. I doubt Baltimore. I don't listen to Baltimore radio, but I really doubt that they're bitching about him, that they're bitching about Harbaugh, wanting him fired, even though they're having all the same problems the Browns are. Mm-hmm. The offense has shown inconsistencies. The defense has been putrid, has been letting up big leads. That's exactly what's happening in Cleveland. So if Browns fans, this is what I tell fans. I am curious, though, if they are calling for his head in Baltimore. I don't know. I haven't. I don't listen to it. I'm I don't just, either. I'm wondering, I, I wonder if there are just fans like in Cleveland everywhere. Yeah. So I'm wondering if people in Baltimore are probably doing the same damn thing. Saying, You'll have to check the, like, maybe see if they have the Baltimore Reddit. Yeah. See what they're saying on there. Because that, that would be interesting. Because that's the other thing that, that I try to tell Browns fans is don't be afraid to pay attention to the rest of football. Like, don't be tunnel vision Cleveland only because, again, you're missing out on what the Ravens are doing. They're doing the exact same shit the Browns are. Right. It's it's not a one-way street. The Browns aren't the only team in the league blowing leads and having some issues with consistency and defense. It's happening everywhere. Right. So, I mean, it, this could be a fun game on Sunday, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going in with any expectations. I'm not going in with any hope for that matter. I am strictly going in. We are getting our asses kicked. Any other outcome? Cool. I look forward to it. That would be a nice little treat. Even if we Fingers lose, a, even if we lose a close one, <laughs> it's better than getting our asses That's kicked. True. It still That's sucks. True. But I'm going in expecting a double-digit loss at least. So you'll be happy when we don't do that and come out maybe victorious then. When we miss another field goal and lose the game by two, I'll go <laughs> fuck yeah, Cade. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, fucking you, Cade. You York. kept God, this game close. No, I'm just, I'd, I'd be fucking furious. I, yeah, either way, if we lose, I'm going to be really pissed off. It's going to ruin my whole Sunday. But even though you built yourself into talking about us losing. You're still going to be pissed I don't off. Like it. Okay. I know it's going right. to happen, but I don't like it. <laughs> I hate it. It's like, I imagine I've never had one, but it's like, I imagine a colonoscopy or something like that. Like you got to do it. It's part of your thing. You're not going to like it. Well, you they, have knock, to they go knock you out it. now. Though. You don't worry about it. Or even just the, the finger up the ass. It doesn't have to be the colonoscopy. Just anything shoved up your butthole. I'm not interested in. I'm not looking forward to doing that when I turn 40 or whatever you're supposed to be. Things what like was it like? 50 now. I'm not 40 yet. Oh, off. sorry. Um, <laughs> but I, I, that's like similar. I hate that I have to the analogy for the Brown season is getting something shoved up your asshole, but that's the best thing I can think of. of As like, Browns fans, it happens every year. We get stuff so it, shoved up our ass all the time. It might turn out to be an in- inevitable thing, and it's not going to make it more enjoyable just because you know it's going to happen, and that's how I look for Sunday. <clears throat> A loss is impending, and I don't think I'll enjoy it. Ah, that's you this, hear the sighing. We're both just like, oh, it's Browns. Just, it's it's just depressing. It's like I, I wish I know we got to talk about him, but I just want to skip this topic every week. Because I feel like we're just hitting like a record and hitting play, and it's all much. right. Let's talk about this loss now. And well, we didn't have a lot of time to really break everything down this week because we had a pretty loaded episode with the playoffs. So as it goes forward, the NBA is a long season. Next week for sure, um, we're going to break down more in detail, especially yeah. talk about the Cavaliers whose season just tipped off. They're currently winning at halftime, uh, fifty-seven fifty-one in Toronto. So that's good. Good start. We'll talk about how the New York are not uh, the Knicks are getting completely fucking destroyed by Memphis. I'm going to have to text my friends about that one. Rub that in their faces. Uh, nothing too surprising going on in um, in basketball. New Orleans is beating Brooklyn, though. That's kind of cool. 58-50 at halftime. That's exciting. Um, future MVP right there. Oh, Zion. I didn't. I don't, I don't know stats. <laughs> he is. He might have 10 points and three cheeseburgers so far in the statue. Oh, poor guy. Um. We'll talk more about the NBA next week, though. We'll do a, for a thorough breakdown today. Again, we had to be quick just to give our picks of MVP shit like that because the season's starting up. But next year or next week, we can really break it down a little bit more. 
And we'll have a week of seeing Donovan Mitchell play for the Cavaliers under our belt too, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to see him. I mean, this team come together. It's going to take a couple games, I think for the, for them to gel like they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm really excited. What I've seen in preseason, I mean, him and him and um, Darius seem to have kind of a nice little uh, tandem going on there. And that's- everything I read, I, I read some articles a lot this week to get prepped for the season. And there were a couple that basically asked their whole staff, they would interview people and they would say out of the big trades that happened in the off season, which one do you think is the better fit? or the better trade you had uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Rudy Gobert trade. And they were asking which one's the better trade. And almost everybody said it's Donovan Mitchell. No question. They said he fits into that Cleveland team. His style of play is perfect. Like there is not going to be a transition period yeah. of like adjusting. It's you're in, do what you do. We're ready for you. Yeah. So if, I'm, just, if that's I'm, the exci- case, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Same I'm, with I'm, me. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, so we'll do a lot more NBA next week. Obviously we'll recap everything in the NFL and, little bit of baseball see how that's all going and anything else that might happen in the week that's coming up uh but for right now we are getting to the end of the show we have a little bit of time now for just the tip mine's a little different than normal but it's kind of the same uh but to start everything off like always timbuktu take it away my friend and it's funny that you say yours is, is not the same whereas mine has been the same for the last couple of weeks the king and, of comedy and it's all the comedy show uh i've been talking about this comedy show for weeks now guys um it's because I really want people to come. Um, this show, this show is gonna be phenomenal. When I tell you guys, well, if you miss this, you're gonna be upset because it's only ten dollars a ticket. Five dollar Long Islands. You got the chance to win the fifty fifty draft. Like this, this uh, the fifty fifty raffle. I should say this show is gonna be so good. This comedian lineup is crazy. It's got uh, Milton Wiley, Sid V two one six. Myself, Ulysse Dickerson, and Nancy Abraham headlining, headlined by I Am Chad. And uh, we're going to have um, uh, Big Rich Green hosting. This show is going to be so phenomenal. And this is the last time I'm talking about it because it's this Sunday. Get your tickets now. The doors open at 6 o'clock. The show starts at 7. Um, it's ran by black people, so it's probably going to start at 8.30. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It's, it's probably going to start at, at 7, uh, 7.15 at the latest, because we really we really, uh, we really, want you guys to have come out have a good time. We know you got to work tomorrow. So we want you to have a great Monday. So if you come out this Sunday and enjoy some funny Sundays with us, I promise you, you will not regret it. So come on out. To Silks, which is at two one three zero zero Libby Road in Maple Heights, it's a great venue. Um, I'm telling you, it's going to be a great show. You will enjoy it if you come out. There you go. Guys. Definitely go and check out Tim. Uh, I'm going to honestly do my best to try to get out there. I got some shit going on this weekend, but if I can make it fit, I'm going to hit you up, Tim, and get some tickets directly small from you. Tim talking in that small window again. I love heart attack last week. I love Tim being in that little bubble right there when he talks. I love gave it. me like a heart attack last week. That's the smallest I'll ever be. <laughs> Uh, my tip's pretty simple. Thanks to what Justin tip's going to be here shortly. It helped me direct my attention to watching the show. And it just came on Netflix this week. Um, maybe this over the weekend. It's called The Watcher. Um, watching the trailer when it first came out, it was one of those things where you're like, yeah, you know, it looked good. It, looked, it caught my attention. Um, but getting into it, and you start, start to read the backstory. This is actually based on a true story. Um, out of a, It's a house up in New Jersey, that expensive house, weird neighborhood. Um, a family bought the house. They moved in. Uh, the family kind of stretched the limits. Really, not a house they should they could afford. Um, but they they got the house. They moved in. They started making renovations. Um, the neighbors were really weird, and they started getting these letters um, from a person named the Watcher. 
uh, basically stating that, you know, I, I watch the house. Uh, this house is my responsibility. Um, and I know everything about you, your kids. Um, it, it, I'm not going to give it away too much. It is worth watching. It's a good thriller. I think there's seven episodes. We're only through, I think, five or six right now. We haven't finished it, but it is worth a watch, especially if you like those kind of thrillers, edge of the seat type stuff. Pun intended. Yes, exactly. It's worth the watch. What, worth the watch. Um, yeah, but anyways, it, it's it's a good show. Um, I like it. A good cast. Um, well done. Kind of. There's a couple jump scares in there. Nothing crazy, but it does keep you keep you excited. So they're 45 minute episodes. Probably not got two or three a night. It depends on what you like to watch, but um, give it a chance. I think you'll like it. It's not scary. It's just a it's a thriller thriller drama basically. That one's definitely on my list to check out for sure. Um, to, to watch. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to watch. I want to watch the watcher while it's watching me watch <laughs> the watcher. Um, my tip of the week is a, a little bit of an opposite tip. It is a what not to do. And that is do not watch Halloween ends unless you want to ruin the entire fucking franchise for yourself. Because I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. As you can see, Michael Myers right there on my computer. I have Michael Myers tattooed on my arm. I love Michael Myers. He's my favorite of all the, the slashers. Um, however, this movie was one of the biggest disappointments, one of the worst written things I've ever seen. It didn't even follow. Uh, you suck. One, that's what I said in the theater. I literally halfway through the movie, I looked over at Tara and I just went, oh, no, I think I'm going to hate this movie. Like, it's not going well. It's not going to get better because I was following the storyline. I'm like, this is not going to get good. And she's like, yeah, I don't think so. And then it ended and I literally looked at her and I'm like, She's like, is there anything after the credits? I'm like, who gives a f I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, let's just go. I don't even want to see it. Like, we couldn't believe it was over. Um, like, I'm, a, I'm glad you said something because I bought IMAX tickets to go watch it Friday yeah. night when I was, I was coming home that day. And uh, I did not. I refunded them. I just went online. I, re I sent them back. I got the money back for them. I just couldn't do it. I mean, without spoiling anything, for those of you that are familiar with the franchise, you have the 1978 movie where Michael kills his sister and then... Uh, 15 years later, comes back to get his, at the time, it was supposed to be his other sister. The 2018 movie kind of changed the timeline a little bit and said that, that that was not his sister. That was not part of the thing. Um, he just comes back to Haddonfield to kill. So the 2018 movie, 40 years down the line, he comes back, starts killing again, wreaking havoc. Then Halloween Kills come out, <clears throat> comes out. They're trying to get him, et cetera. It's the same shit. Uh, Michael's killing people. They're trying to stop him. Great stuff. This movie took an ultimate turn. They didn't even follow their original two movies in this trilogy. The storyline was not consistent with even the 1978 uh, Halloween Kills, the Halloween 2018 remake. It was it didn't follow anything of the other movies, but it was all made by the same people. This was the third out of their trilogy, and they took the last and final installment and decided to go out in left field with it and fucked the whole thing up, honestly. People are pissed. You even showed me the there's petition. people, there's a petition. People want them to remake the movie because it was so fucking bad. Um, truly embarrassing. Like it was, it was, I, I, I love Michael Myers. I will defend some shit. This is as bad as any of the Rob Zombie versions. This is probably the worst Halloween movie out of all of them. I can't believe that even like Jamie Lee Curtis signed off on it. Like it, it that's the, honestly, I can't believe that Blumhouse or Bloomhouse, whoever the production company that made the movie, how did they agree to this? Right. How did they get that script and go, yep, green light, go ahead and make that? How? It, it's it's mind-boggling. Like, I want to sit down with the director, with the writers, and I want to just fucking yell at them. I want to I want to be like Tom Brady yelling at his offensive lineman. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? It was so bad. Um, I, I I joke a little bit. I mean, it's a, it's an hour and 45 minutes, whatever. Watch it. 
I'm curious to see other people's opinions. Yeah, Tara says so fucking bad. Um, I'm very curious to see other people's opinions on it. So give it a watch. What I'll do, since we're trying to become TikTok people, I'm going to make a TikTok review for Halloween ends. Okay, That's I a like good that. idea. I like it. I'll do that. So I want everybody to try to watch Halloween ends and maybe next Monday or something like that, I'll make a review video. So I'm giving you guys all. It's on Peacock. It's in theaters if you want to see it. Uh, I'm giving you now until like maybe next Monday. That's or like another another thing that they realized like, before we start recording. Tim said that they probably knew it was gonna be horrible, so they released it on Peacock early. Yeah, I knew it was coming out on Peacock the day it released in theaters, so I knew that was coming. But like when people said it was out at like eight o'clock, it's kind of like they didn't even like announce it. They're just like you turn it on, you're like, oh shit, I can watch Halloween. All right, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. it sucked. So watch it. Agree that it sucks with me, and then we can all talk about why it sucks. I look forward to doing that. Uh, follow us on TikTok at Talking About Balls. We're trying to get famous. Trying to. Trying. I mean, hey, we're doing all right. I guess my first two videos, almost a thousand views. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, we'll go from there. We look forward to talking to you guys again next week. On behalf of everybody here at Talking About Balls, it'll be morning soon. Halloween morning. A very busy day for me. Thank you, everybody.